Yeah, this is how we start shows now. Hello, dive right welcome in. to no music. It is what is the, it? The, the, Sunday, January twenty sixth, twenty fourteen, and You're, you are listening to the Manatank Podcast. Oliver brought in host. by Oliver. This is obvious. This is weird. I don't even know what to say because <laughs> I have a mouthful of popcorn. <laughs> Joining me today is Kevin Byer. Hey, Oliver, how's it going? Good, pal. How are you? I'm good. I'm ex- I'm excited for the new show opening. Yeah, well, that we totally discussed beforehand. I'm stumbling through it. So intense. Know. So intense. Look, he's like, I'm still I'm still <laughs> trying to chew through the popcorn in my mouth. <laughs> How big of a mouthful of popcorn did you just take? Pretty big, because I, like I said, once we started the show, I would get rid of it. On the ones and twos is Matt. I'm just Matt ready to show so intense. Oh, I'm ready. And on supporting base is Eric Peterson. Hello. Hello, you just got to do a lick, man. You just got to do a bass lick if you're on some bass. That's my bass lick. I don't really know how to host this show, so take okay. away. Well, we talk about video games. Let's get back to this pink shirt thing for a second here. What's the big deal with the pink shirts? Kev swears he saw me wearing a pink shirt when he was down here. I don't own a pink shirt. I why own is that? Red. Why? Why would that even be a problem? I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm just saying I don't own a pink shirt. Real men aren't afraid to wear... First of all, it's not pink, it's salmon. Second of all, real men aren't afraid There's to wear pink shirts. between pink and salmon. There is. Well, no, not really. Not if you're an actual man. It's the same color. So for you, Kev, there's just like five primary colors and that's it? No, there's, there's like seven colors. And then if you want to change a color, you add an ish or an e. So it's like yellowy pinkish, or whoa, whoa, whoa! Pink isn't one of the seven colors. No, I want to hear. I want to hear Kevin's seven primary colors. My version of the seven colors. All right, we got red, okay, blue, yellow, green. Let's see what else is there? Pink. <laughs> uh huh. How about Wh- white and black? No, you don't need those ones. <laughs> All right, fine. White and black can be the last two. Okay. <laughs> I'll throw you out there in white and black. And that's all you need. Those are the only colors you need. And then you add E and ish to the end of them, like yellowy pinkish. Yeah, that was my example. I mean, you yeah. could have went with another one. No, I'm just reiterating. Yeah. To say that I understand your previous example. Oh, like, shit, there goes my camera. Bluey blackish. Like, those are colors. That's like a dark blue. Bluey blackish. I don't think that's right. So no, I don't. It's not that I have an issue with wearing pink. It's just I don't own pink. Plus, so if you were in a pink shirt, if you were well, walking down the street in a pink shirt, and some guy said, "Wow, what, what, what's up with that pink shirt?" You'd be like, I, "Oh, I know, right? My what? My wife made me wear it. I, she pulled it out of the, cause the only shirt because it's laundry day." <laughs> or would you just be like, "Yeah, whatever. It's fuck you. It's a pink shirt. I'd Check say it out." White, and I put it in with my red pants, and it bled. 
You couldn't just admit to wearing a pink shirt. What? No, because the only people you actually see wearing pink shirts are those those fraternity bro guys, and their biceps are tearing the shoulders apart. <laughs> Warren has it. You remember my friend Warren Oliver? He's yep. a uh, 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 round man. Yep. He has a pink shirt. It says, I'm fat, let's party. And it's pink and has blue text on it. He would wear a shirt just like that. Yeah, because he is fat, and he does like to party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that, uh, that's the guy that I saw a picture of? Yeah. That's yeah. the guy who thought I was gay, so now really... Yeah, well, you came in wearing... It goes both ways. Were you wearing you, a pink shirt? Yeah, I was going to say, you came in wearing that pink shirt that one time and <laughs> talked to the town ever since. <laughs> Welcome to the Manitank Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oliver already covered the basics. How about some video games, y'all? Oliver, who would you like to talk about video games first? I'm going to teach you how to host this show, so if okay. I'm ever gone, you know, you can handle it. Next step is you... When you die. Uh-huh. When you yeah. die and you're long gone. That's right. I have to pick up the pick up the mic, as it were. Or yeah. Oliver will get a taste of the glory, and two days from now, there will be a poison truffle in Eads' food. <laughs> A poison truffle. That's right. Because of all those, all those regular truffles I eat, you just, you just throw it in with the regular it was a truffles. It yellowish like, oh. poison truffle. Like chocolate truffle? Or Damn the, it. The, the, the truffles that look like poop that come out of the dirt in the France. The poop one. Same, I want to try same one of truffle. poop truffles. No, do you, you just, can, do you just eat them like yeah, those raw? Are different. Yeah. Those are different, right? You can have like a chocolate truffle, and it's just that's just what it's called. But but it has truffle in it. But it also no, has no chocolate. Truffle. Apparently, no. truffles are like a protected species now. They have oh. special dogs Sim- that go out simulation and truffles. And, yeah. yeah. I need huh. me some genuine truffles in my life. All right. Well, I eat. I'm rich, so I eat truffles all the time. So that poison <laughs> truffle is probably real good way. Right through. Yeah. That's the easiest way to get at you. It's cunning, is what it is. I get the highest score on assassination missions in Hitman all the time. <laughs> he does his research, obviously. Yeah, poison truffle. He knew I had a fondness for truffles. Yeah. Did the truffle with poison. Rat and poison. then he and then he chloroformed the truffle truck driver. Took the truffle uniform. Truffle delivery man. Bang. And I didn't wise up to him. And then I would immediately have to switch places with the cook as I drop off the truffles, kill him. Then cook up the truffle. Make sure you eat that specific truffle at that time. It's true. You get more points oh, if you don't yeah, kill him. Yeah, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, you just drug him and, like, put him in, you know, put him in the pantry or something. All right, well, I'm kind of dark in that way. So I don't get the best score, but I get my personal best score. It has to be so that nobody ever knew you were there. Yeah. But, I mean, the guy's drugged and he wakes up in a closet. How's he... Does that yeah, just and then, and then he wakes up and he's like, oh, what? What happened? I don't... I, Man, oh, I was into the truffles again. Gotta stop doing that truffle acid. That's what they do, right? They just make you pat. They're like roofies. They're nature's yeah. roofies. Yeah. That's why they're so highly sought after. So, Oliver, next step in hosting this show would be pick a person, usually call them out, and and say, talk about games. But put, feel free to put your own spin on it, you know. Matt. Uh, okay. What? What? Talk about games while my dog freaks out. Games are often played with more than one player. They come on many consoles. I like games. 
That was the type of report Matt did all the way up until grade 12. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, they're essays, all right, and they're at that level. I played uh, I played a bunch of games this week. Actually, I played the Castle Doctrine you this and I week. Both. Yeah, I played guys, and okay. finished the Castle Doctrine. I am done. I have beat Castle Doctrine. I'm done. You lasted a lot longer than I did in terms of managing your frustration, which is surprising if for anybody who knows me at all. Yeah. So the Castle Doctrine is. Um, it's not really. It's like eight bit art style. It's not really eight bit, but it's supposed to look like that. And uh, basically, you are trying to rob somebody, and they are trying to rob you. So you build a maze to defend your vault and your family, and they build mazes to defend their vaults and their family. And then you're trying to steal their shit, and they're trying to steal your shit. And that's the game. Have and every time you, every, it, every time you die, no matter how it happens, if it's in your own maze. If it's in somebody else's maze, if you fuck up and walk over one of your own traps, you start from scratch. You start with your initial bankroll. This kind of reminded me of the the movie that came out last year called The Purge. Oh, that's is that Kevin Bacon? That's Kevin Bacon, right? Uh, with uh, like crime is legal for twenty four hours. Yes. Yeah, it's a little. I don't short. think that's Kevin Bacon. I'm almost positive that's Kevin Bacon. I will Kevin bet you ten dollars yeah, right you know now that that's right. Kevin Bacon. It is Kevin Bacon, but yeah, it, it's the the premise is the same except crime is legal all the time. Yeah, and you're so it's it's uh, I don't know the way I ended up playing it was I had a lot more fun just building mazes and watching people go through my maze and die because I have never successfully completed a maze. And you're also uh, I guess I should say you can buy tools to help you get through the mazes. Every maze has to be solvable with no items because uh, once you build your maze, they make you test it and prove that it's solvable. And also, the family has to have a totally trap-free path to the exit. So there are a couple of like caveats yeah. you can kind of use to try and figure out. Your family's not the most intelligent because if you put something that you, as the father, can walk over, your family can't walk over it. It's the only just thing they can games, walk over game is design, a- right? Yeah, but I think that's kind of dumb. I mean, if you can walk over it, they should be able to walk over it. That maze, the the maze design is fucking hard enough as it is without having, like, it, it would be too stupid at that point. Because eventually all these mazes, um, what they turn into is, uh, they'll give you a choice between 20 doors, and behind tw- 19 of these doors is death, and behind one of these doors is another 20 doors, and behind 19 of those doors is death, and behind that door is another 20 doors, and it just keeps going, keeps going. So you have, like, a one in, you know... D- 2,048 chance or whatever of getting to the end. And every other path is death. Ask me anything about the Castle Doctrine. It's 50% off until uh, Tuesday? Yeah, and it will never go on sale again. The The developer did a huge, little art- a huge article about how rampant game sales are bad for the player, and he basically said, if you want this game for anything less than full price, you better buy it now because it will never go on sale ever again. It's eight bucks. Which is worth it, but if it's sixteen bucks, I don't think it's worth it. I I'm with you on that. I don't think I would pay sixteen dollars for it. It was great, but I burned out on it a lot quicker than you did. the The maze building portion of it is a ton of fun. The learning curve for this game is exceptionally high, just because you're jumping in and there's there's really no explanation for what the different parts do and how they interface with each other. So it's just a huge process of trial and error. So 
you go in and you think you have everything wired up properly, and then you go to test it and realize that half the shit that you put together doesn't work, and then your own dog kills you and you have to start over. Yeah, most of the times I've died are testing my own maze and either wiring up something improperly so that I end up making an insolvable maze or forgetting which path of the 20 doors to take and then walking into instant death. And it's such a... Like, death is so easy to... It's so... As soon as you die, like, that's it. As soon as you get into a situation where you don't have a tool to get out of this trap, you just have to suicide and start from scratch, you get into situations where almost everybody will, once they get a fairly good maze and a bit of cash, they will just wait in their house for other people to come to them. Well, which is not like... really that much fun. And you can... There's things, too, where if you break into someone's house and you kind of fuck up their maze, uh, you can leave it in a state that is unsolvable for anybody else, or you can totally just fuck it up and... So what happened for me last night was I had a maze, and somebody came through... They must have had a ton of money, because they had, like, 99... They had item caps of, uh... A bunch of different items, which are supposed... It's supposed to be hard to get. Like, you're supposed to go in with... Okay, I got sort of two items that'll get rid of electric floors, and I got, you know, two items to get rid of dogs. But you still gotta be careful, because you can only make two mistakes, and then it's... You're fucked. But someone came in with 99 of two different items and basically just cut a hole through my maze. And after that, everybody else could just go in and steal all my stuff for free. So I got up this morning and had no money, no items, a totally busted maze. And then when I went into my maze to, like, repair it and look at it, I just instantly died as well. See, I don't understand why, because your your own dog will only kill you if you go in to test your maze, because it treats you as a robber. If you just go in to, to, to start building shit, there's no way you could have died. I have no idea. I've, I've had it, too, where they'll rob your maze, and then electric floors will be on, because they've triggered them, and then you'll go back in in build mode, and sometimes, only sometimes, it seems, like this might be maybe pre-alpha bug, if you... Uh, don't, like, delete the floor and rebuild it. If you just walk over it, it'll kill you like an electric floor, and it'll be like, you died. Like, Even oh, when you're in house mode. Great. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm not... Like, I, I spent probably a good... I don't know, ten... No, maybe not that much. Maybe, like, six or seven hours playing it, and I still am not 100% sure why I'm dying all the time. Uh, I Like, it's... It's a really night. small gameplay loop, and it just is frustrating and not very rewarding well i think it's rewarding to a point when you get something like you had that was really successful you had that one maze going on for quite a while and i had one that i felt was good but nobody was was robbing it because i spent all my money right away and and the way it works is that you get this list of houses once you're done that you can go and rob and it shows you how much money they have how many people have attempted to rob it and how many people have died attempting to rob it so ideally you want to find the people that have two thousand dollars and then zero and zero, because that means they're just starting. So you can go in and kill their wife and open the Well, yeah, that, that means that they are playing the game for the first time. They don't know how to build a maze. They just left their house mm-hmm. undefended. So there's 2000 bucks up for grabs. So the way that it ended up turning into was, because no one wants to die, you are just refreshing this list of houses over and over and over again, waiting for this new player to appear, and then everybody races to be the first to rob them and get that 2000 bucks because it's just free money. And then people have incentive to actually come to your maze. Yeah, and I don't... I had a great maze. I mean, it wasn't all that challenging, but, you know, I was hoping to build off of it. But I don't think anybody's robbing me because I had $54. Like, yeah, this would be okay. I'll just sit here and refresh this. And I came back the next morning to find my my wife dead 
on the floor in front of the door, and it's like, at that point, all right, all that work, gone. I mean, you can still continue without your wife, but I don't understand how that mechanic works, because your wife carries half of your money. Yeah, but then once she's dead, then the vault carries 100% of your money. It's just you lose that dynamic in the maze of your wife being able to escort your kids out with a gun. It's fine, though. The best thing that could happen to you would be build your maze, uh, have... Like, if your family dies, that's great. Because then you don't have to have a totally exit, a totally empty path for them to get out. Suddenly your maze just got way harder because now every single path can have traps. That's true. I don't know. It's not like it... It needs something. It just evolves into the best houses are totally, totally unsolvable because it's, you know, a 1 in 20 chance, but you have to do it, like, 30 times. And the shitty people also can't really get into the game because they use most of their money building their maze and then nobody comes to rob them or else they spend all their money on items and try to rob one of the best houses and then just fail because it's impossible. Yeah, it's pretty intimidating to walk into a house because you have that fog of war and you can only see two or three spaces beyond you, but then if there's a door, you can't see anything past it. So a lot of the times you'll open a door and there'll be a dog on the other side and you're just instantly dead. So or a it, lot, yeah, yeah. Or a lot of people will walk one step into your house and then go, fuck this, and walk right back out, which yeah. is not super satisfying either. There's not enough incentive to actually encourage you to, to, to try and go rob somebody because it's easier to just wait for somebody to die in your maze, but pretty soon I feel like the community is just going to turn into this everybody's sitting around waiting and nobody's actually trying to solve each other's maze because the consequences are so drastic. It sort of already has. It would be, for good comparison, it would, it would be like playing Dark Souls, and it's already, it's already hard enough as it is where you lose all your souls, but it would be the equivalent of if you die, you start the game over. Yeah, they need something in there to... I don't know how they would do it, but some, just something that even if you go through and you die, you're still you feel like you're making forward progress at least. You know, your your account is leveling up or something, or even if it's just aesthetic stuff. Like just yep. so that I haven't spent the last five hours building a maze and robbing all these guys that only have two thousand bucks and building up my my bankroll here and then I went to somebody's house and it turns out that their house was left in such a way that the second I walk in I die. And now I have to start all over. Like, it isn't even... It's not worth it going into anyone else's house because you never know if someone's already fucked that maze up and you are walking into... Sometimes the first square in can be death mm -hmm. if someone else has messed their maze up. Because you have to take one step in and then come back out before you can leave. Yeah, and it's totally possible to have a dog on that first square if someone else has successfully robbed them before. What if that happens if you just close the game out and come back in? You die. You can't close the game in someone. You, you can't close it in someone's house. And if you just um, like control all delete end the process, you just die. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It would be a lot better if they had some sort of basic leveling system. Like it, for every X amount of people you have die in your own maze, you can not level up, but the next time you start, you'll have twenty five hundred dollars to start with instead of two thousand, and then you'll have three thousand dollars and and something to that effect. Where you actually feel like you're making progress because. There is absolutely no difference between you, the person joining for the very first time, and the person who's been playing it since day one. Yeah, and there's no incentive to do any of that stuff right now. Yeah. Which is too bad, because it is a sweet con... It's a, it's a really interesting concept. 
But I was drawn in on concept alone, just because, like, you know, this is kind of neat. I'd like to see how this would work, but I don't think I'll, you know, I may dabble in it again from time to time, but I don't think it's a very big time sink because there's too much consequence for just trying to play the game. Yeah, it's a school of hard knocks. Oliver, Kevin? I'm just watching the trailer here, and it's, um... AMA, The Castle Doctrine. So... listening to everything that you guys are saying. It's, uh... It's interesting. Go ahead, Kevin. When uh, when you're building your maze, mm-hmm. do you have like essentially an infinite amount of space as long as you have the money to fill it with? No. No, you're you're confined. Everybody has the same size house. It's uh, I want to say like three screens wide and four screens tall or something like that. You do have a bunch of different types of materials you can use, and they vary in price. The basic one is just two dollars for a wooden wall. And you, that's pretty much what everybody uses to start with. And then you can get electro, electrical conduits through those walls, and those are like 6 bucks. And you can go up to concrete and steel walls. And they have switch plates and rotary switch plates and, and indicator lights and electric floors and, and powered doors and stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. It's just at the very beginning, you can't get any of that really good expensive stuff. It is a finite space, though. Everybody has the same amount of space. And... Uh, just like I had a pretty good run going yesterday. I think I had about twenty, like twenty three or twenty four people die in my maze. I had used up all my space. My maze was as big as it could be, and now I'm just going back and uh, like making the traps deadlier, replacing wooden walls with steel ones because um, you can cut through wooden walls. You can also cut through steel ones, but it costs you more. So it does. It doesn't take too too long to max out that maze space. Does yeah, that answer your, you can, that answer your you question? You can max it out at the beginning. You just can't put anything in. Yeah, if you're like Eric, you can spend literally all your money on wooden walls and have zero traps and have no money so no one ever comes to your house. Hey. The only reason to go in is to club his wife. <laughs> you don't even get anything. You're just doing it because fuck you. Hey, I had one trap where the chihuahua walked forward and turned on an electrical plate and then killed itself. Nice. It's pretty good, uh, pretty nice. good trap. It was great. It just got really confusing. My my intention was to make it intimidating and and daunting enough that people would be like, yeah, fuck this, I'm out of here. And then Matt, I wanted to show him. He's like, oh, you should totally take that door out. So there's a door hiding a dog. So once you would open the door, the dog would kill you. I, to, be, Matt, to give it context, I told him how to make his maze more efficient, and then he couldn't run his own maze properly and died. <laughs> I took a wrong turn, and the dog killed me. See, that's not my fault. I told you how to make your maze more lethal, assuming they were taking the correct path. So, here's a question. Uh, Like, the dogs and the floor traps and everything, you can just buy as many of those as you want, as long as you have the money, right? Yeah. So, could you have, like, like, just use walls... And, like, build, like, a maze-style labyrinth with all of your squares... And then just put dogs everywhere? Yeah, some people totally do that. The thing is, you have to be able to go through the maze without using any items. They make you do that before anyone else can try it. So as long as it's... Yeah, as long as you know the exact right way to go, sure. Genius. But you can... super expensive, though. You can do things... They're not that... That expensive. They're not the most expensive trap. They're not even close. They're, like, a quarter of the price of the most expensive trap. Yeah. But, so um, what's the most expensive trap? Uh, the powered trap door, which it's like when 900. it 
yeah, when it has power to it, it is a just a regular floor square, and then when it loses power, it becomes a pit that you can only cross with ladders. It's a weird game. I like the maze designing an awful lot because I like to sit there and try and hum and haw and be like, okay, I think they're going to go, you know, uh, up because if I was going to pick away, I'd pick up and just like trying <laughs> to trying to design like and it, just using game theory almost to try and design an interesting maze and uh, even doing things like, okay, I'm going to put these, these uh, traps here, which I don't have enough money to power right now. But I'm going to put them here anyways just to intimidate them and see if they don't take this way. And I like the maze building quite a bit. But it's a lot of fun when you can actually watch the security tapes back of how people try to do your maze. So, yeah, that's the thing, too, is every time somebody robs you, if they die, you get whatever money they're holding and whatever items they're holding. And uh, they also leave a security tape so you can watch exactly what path they take step by step, what items they use. So that's a pretty cool way, too, to also sort of tweak your maze and... See what's working and what's not working. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it needs. Like I, I wish I could just be a builder. I wish I could just build mazes. I have no interest in robbing anybody else because that's how you die. <laughs> I just like building mazes and watching people die in my maze. So is there? There's no like sandbox mode, so you can like practice building mazes or whatever. No. You just have to go in and spend your money and hope you build an efficient maze. Yeah, it is for real. Yeah. So when and you. you you don't start with enough cash to build a huge, huge maze. You kind of have to start small, but it's all... It's like about maximizing your funds at that point. You start with a small maze, but, you know, give them a low chance of finding the right way, but everything else is lethal. So hopefully somebody comes in, picks the wrong way, dies, you get more money, you can build it out more, and you just kind of rinse and repeat. We were trying to actually break the game last night because I had recently died and Matt was having a good roll, so I just logged in and instantly left my house so that my house would show up on his list of zero zero with two thousand dollars and it it worked once but i think the system caught on to us because we were trying to repeat it over and over and over because i just wanted to inflate his cash load yeah you can only uh you can only rob somebody once every 24 hours success yeah success or failure so it stops you from going in dying and then just going back to the same house and being like well i know i'm not supposed to go down trying the same house again and going up instead right yeah. yeah, that makes sense to uh, limit people like you, Eric. Stops you from brute forcing it. Matt was the one who brought it up. He's like, hey, let's try to break this. Yeah, because I had a good maze and I need some money, man. Yeah. So there you go. Just buy, just buy like 100 copies of this game right now and then just have every other account except one just feeding money into your one <laughs> account. Well, the thing is other people can do it too if other people are quicker than you are then they get in there and they get the money i don't know it's uh it's it's a fun little experiment i it it's just too frustrating i think for the layman it is it's i don't like that feeling of okay the last hour and a half that i just spent designing this maze are gone because i fucked up walking through it yeah, and you know that that moment, the worst part is you know that moment is going to inevitably come. You know there is going to be a time when you're going to die and it's going to wipe all your progress and you're going to start from scratch. And it, like, sort of makes me play even, in a way I don't want to. Like, I don't want to do anything because what if I die? The other thing, too, is if you can sit there and meticulously plan out everything, be like, all right, if he moves here, the dog's going to do this, he's going to do that, he's going to do this. There's always, as your maze gets more complex, there's going to be things that you 
that that you overlook. The one thing that killed me was so every time you move, it's it's alternating moves. You take a step, the dog takes a step. You take a step, dog takes a step. And it, it tries to preempt you. So if you go down, it's going to go down. It's not just going to follow directly in your path. So I got to a spot where it was four open squares, and I accidentally went over once, one too many squares, and but I needed to come down and go back across. And there, there was no way I could get out of that situation. I could just keep going up and down forever and ever and ever. And then oh, yeah, I see, like, you, well, fuck it, dead. You, you <laughs> ran your maze improperly yeah that's good but you fell into your own trap exactly because i w- i didn't anticipate shitty movement you know not not on the game's part but just me making a mistake you know if yeah it's, I, it's frustrating they should do a thing where they give you so much money to build your first maze but you also have like your wife hangs on to so much money or something so that there is an incentive for you to at least build a decent maze and then you still have something there for people to steal because if you want to get any kind of protection at all, you basically need to spend pretty close to all your starting funds. And then nobody's... It's not worth robbing you because they have to go through a maze for, you know, 400 bucks. Forget it. There's other houses out there with hundreds of thousands of dollars. You might as well try one of those. And that leaves you in that position of, if I want people to come into my maze, I'm going to need more money. Therefore, I have to go out and rob people and you're probably going to die. Yeah, it's weird. So, um, when you die, that's it. Like that's it. That that sort of sucks. Like, cause yeah, the the way you guys are sort of explaining things, the way you you die and then you lose everything and then you have to start from zero again. That that's kind of shitty. And yeah, the way you're saying that <clears throat> your wife should be holding on to some sort of nest egg, just so that there is incentive for people to come in. Like, yeah. yeah, you need something. You need something to get you in the game. Is what it is because the only way I've found to do it is you build that maze and then you just click there and you refresh that list of houses over and over and over again until somebody makes a new house and you get that two thousand bucks. Which is I might get I might try to I might put a little bit of time into it maybe on uh, Wednesday when it comes out on Steam. I think it'll because... be interesting to see how the game develops because he may do updates to it and change how. Yeah, I'm sure he will, but uh, I might check it out just on Wednesday because there's going to be a lot of new players. And there's going to be a lot of those houses. There's going to be a lot of free cash up for grabs. So maybe <laughs> I'll try my... build a little maze and, and get a little money. See what happens. I got my Steam code for it today. Yeah, so did I. I actually just got an email. And I can't get it to work. So. Uh, Well, it is alpha. Yeah. I haven't even looked into it yet. It's That's the castle doctrine. If you, if you want to experience something that it's unique. I've never played a game like it before. Uh, it's definitely unique if you're really into those different experiences. Give it a shot. I mean, it's worth eight bucks. I'd say for sure it's worth eight dollars just to try an experience. Yeah, grab it now because it goes up on uh, Wednesday, up to sixteen bucks. And uh, it's it's worth mentioning too. It is they're billing it as massively multiplayer because mm-hmm. you can uh, as long as you're not in your house, even if you're offline, your house is available to be robbed. So it sort of is massively multiplayer. You could rob anybody's house at any time. So when but... you're when you're um, repopulating this list or whatever, and you, are, is it just like a group of names? Like, hey, the Maddie's yeah. house. No, well, no, just... it, it gives you uh, a randomly generated name every time you die. So I'll be like, Harry David Thompson. And there will be, it's just all three name names all randomly generated. So you don't know who anybody is, which oh. stops you from like, Hey, I'm the Matt Eads. Just come to my place. I'll give you free money. Just keep running my maze. I'll tell you oh. how to beat it. I'll give you free cash. 
Right. And but it only gives you like the one name, or does it? Give no, you when like you a bunch, you get three. You'll get some, you know, whatever. It's Harry David Thompson, and then you'll die, and you'll be, you know, Michael Joseph Smith, and then you'll die, and you'll be. Oh, I get it. George Carlin. <laughs> but this list is filled <laughs> with those names, and then you just pick. Do you have like yeah. a preview? Can you preview this house? No. Or is it- no, you can see how much money they have. You can see how many people have died trying to rob their house, and you can see how many people have tried in total to rob their house. But that total number is not really useful because a lot of people will go in, take one step, and go fuck this, and then leave. So and why that would still they counts do that? as what? an attempt at robbery. Why would somebody just walk in and then leave? If you well, walk my, in and see the house, like, it just looks daunting, you can tell. Or if there's a dog right by the doorway, you're just like, you know what, there's too much at risk. Fuck yeah, it. also, a lot of mazes will put you in a position where you walk in and you have to make a choice between four different options, for, like four different paths. Three of those will be lethal. Standing where you are will be lethal on the next turn. <laughs> so you either feel confident and have the equipment you need to get through the maze or you just say fuck this and you piece it i'm out yeah a lot of people come into my maze because i would always put a dog right by the door because they'll chase you uh so it made it so you could never double back or if you picked a wrong like a dead end the dog would get you so a lot of people would come and see the dog and then just be like ah fuck it peace peace i'm out Hmm. it's interesting it's worth a look for sure and who knows what that game will turn into when did this when did this game hit the streets or it's like I mean this early access or whatever uh, I have no idea when it came out I don't you can only get it through the website right now it'll be out on Steam next week yeah but you buy it on the website you get a Steam key when it comes out blah right. blah 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 they're doing uh, like a uh, what is it forever every 500 bucks you have in game or something they'll convert that into it's like a contest you can win real money but only the top percent of players will will get paid out there's like 3,000 real dollars and they have a conversion rate in game and if you make the top percentile of uh, the players you'll get a portion of that three thousand dollars to me i think is real broken because if you look on that list there's some people that have 1.5 million dollars i just i don't I don't yeah. know how they're doing that. Well, they, you know, they made a great maze, and they never had anybody with the 99 items roll through their house until they were ready to deal with that. And, you see, you, and then you it just kind of it just snowballs out of control. If you got a great maze, you never even have to log in. People just kill themselves in it over and over and over and over and over again, and you just make money, which I is kind of cool. But I think that person with the 99 items, that had to have been a glitch, because when you go into somebody's house and leave... You drop all your crap. Unless you successfully rob them. You still drop all your crap, but you still rob them. Yeah, so who's going to have enough money to purchase? And you leave a hole through the maze. I couldn't tell you. I have no fucking idea. Not a hundred of everything. He just had a hundred waters and a hundred clubs, which was enough to... That was enough to to beat my... uh, Club all my dogs and throw water on all my electric floors, which was enough to get through my maze. For what? So he seven hundred bucks? Uh, no, it was up to like uh, I was up to like almost thirty thousand last night. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was uh, it was rolling in, man. Like that maze, a lot of people went in and died for some big cash in there, and then it got too high before. I, like this was all last night. This was between eleven p.m. last night and eight a.m. this morning. 
I didn't have time to log on and fix my maze before someone rolled through, blew a hole through it, took half the money. Someone else rolled through, blew a hole through it, took all the money, and then people just basically followed that same path that they <laughs> cut through my maze, and, and I had, like, $70 this morning. <clears throat> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Keep the show moving. Oliver, next, I'm not, I'm not you, would, you would be like... <laughs> okay, Castle Doctrine. Uh, you Castle play any Doctrine. Other games, Matt? Uh, any other any other games, Matt? Yeah, I played Ghost Recon Online this week. The fuck Ooh. is that? Ghost it's Recon. on Steam. What is and it? Ghost Recon Online. Tom Clancy's. Tom Clancy. Ghost Recon Online, or Grow, as the acronym is, which is super fucking stupid, but it's uh. Grow. Yeah, and this is Grow. Grow. It's on Steam. It's in early access, free to play. Uh, available. You weren't about early access. The operative word there was free to right, play. Yeah. It just you said it as I was saying it. Keep going. <laughs> um, only available in Canada right now, apparently, <laughs> according yeah. according to their their little early access page. There, I don't see it. I don't see uh, it. It's up there on Steam. It's up there. Let me make sure I'm saying the right name. I Let see. Move. Let me open my... Uh, Bioshock Infinite for... No, sorry. No, that's not... No, not by... Ghost? No, I okay, saw hang on, hang on. 80 uh, bucks. What was that all about? Uh, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't see it on here now either. Where did I... It, it did make me log in through, like, Uplay and all that shit. It's, it's totally there, though. If you search Ghost Recon Online, I see it right there. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Online. What the fuck did I just see for 80 bucks? Free to play. Totally lost it. Anyways. There's lots of stuff so, on there. There's, like, software. There's, like, design software and stuff on Steam. Could tell be us about Ghost Recon Online. Tell us uh, anything. Sure. Ghost Recon Online. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll talk, and you as the host stop and ask me questions where you deem appropriate. Can we ask questions? Sure. I okay. mean, we got all four of us on this podcast. Like, you know, make some banter. <laughs> so it's a third-person shooter. Um, advanced, I think, advanced... Was it Advanced Warfare? Ghost Recon Advanced Warfare? Warfighter. Warfighter? Advanced Warface? Whatever it was. Uh, that was where they started introducing, like, when you're close to your squad, you get, like, the picture-in-picture -picture thing. You can kind of see... You link up cool. with them, and, and you get info about them. Uh, they sort of are still doing that, in that when you're close to your squad, you... Uh, if you see an enemy, it'll tag it for anybody who's linked up with you. And you also regenerate health or something, and you get other bonuses as well. Uh, there's gear. There's, like, guns have stats, damage numbers. There's damage rolls. But it is a third-person cover-based shooter. Uh, you can buy guns if you want. It is very, very pay-to-win, if that's how you want to play it. You could go in there and slap down 50 bucks and buy the best gun and buy the best armor and buy all the best abilities and so fucking just face roll people. What's this game called and where do I send my money? <laughs> Ghost Recon Online. You can send the money to Quebec. All right. R.E. Ubisoft. You're like, hello, Mr. Ubisoft. Could you please take my money? Yeah. Here's yeah. direct access to my bank account. Mr. George. Mr. George <laughs> please Ubisoft. Please limit it to $150 a day. So yeah, it's um, kind of boring because it's mostly capture the point, sort of that tug of war style. Uh, there's two teams, 
there's one point in the middle, and there are two points on either side, but those points are locked until you gain control of the point in front of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So everyone yes. races for C, and then once you get C, you can go to B, and then you can go to A, and then so you it's win. So like it's like rush mode in Battlefield 3. Uh, sort of, except in rush mode, one team is always defending. In oh, this, okay. either team can capture and, and push both ways. So it's t- tug of war. Yeah, like like I said when I said tug of war. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but most of the maps, my problem with it is that most of the maps are these narrow, narrow corridors with a point in the middle. So you get both teams will sort of uh, get undercover and group up at the kind of the front line where the fight is. And then sometimes nothing will fucking happen. No one will cap any points. Everyone will just sit there and do nothing. Absolutely nothing. And it's uh, the kind of shooter where you're not running around in the open. You can't be running out behind cover because you'll just get gunned down. So if you don't have dudes moving up with you, and if you don't have people like helping cover you as you try to move up and take these points, then you just fucking sit there. It seems like a really, really boring third-person shooter, and also I played against one guy who had obviously spent money on the game, and boy, did he fucking just destroy us. <laughs> so that's would... even even a little more shittiness there. Well, come on, never... he spent money, so he deserves to win. That's the rule, right? I guess. That's our rule. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem real great. It doesn't, it doesn't look real sharp. I remember seeing a trailer at... Mm, some press event. I, I want to say E3, like, the year before this one. But I remember seeing that trailer and hearing them talk about this hot new Ghost Recon, or Ghost Recon engine is going to look as good as Battlefield. It's the, the next thing, It's and it's going to be free. And it it does, it, yeah, it, it fucking sure does look like a free game. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you're, you're getting what you pay for. I don't know. If you need something to kill a couple hours and you happen to live in Canada... It's there for you. I remember the original Ghost Recons on PS2, like Ghost Recon and then Jungle Storm, being a ton of fun for squad-based Thun- multiplayer. Thunder, uh... the fuck Thunder. was the Thunder Isle or something? Thunder... That was, the first, that was the first one I had. Thunder, whatever it was. Island Thunder. Yeah, something like that. I mean, they See, were those great. Were, yeah, they were. Because, and they, the thing that always made Ghost Recon separate from Call of Duty or Rainbow Six was they had that cool linking up with your squad mates, which I always liked. I liked the double vision thing, and I liked the idea of, like, SOP, like, yeah, we're we're linked up now. And they also had sweet gadgets, which was all about Ghost Recon. Well, you and... actually felt like you are playing special ops missions. Rainbow Six just always devolved into massive gunfights. Call of Duty is Call of Duty, but this one was kind of that, that, that balancer between uh, Splinter Cell and... Rainbow it's, Six. It's 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 methodical in a way. You got to take your time. You got to use cover. You got to move up with your squad. Yeah. And then when you're playing with somebody else, I I love that. Those are some of the best multiplayer games. Yeah, they like they they sort of condensed that experience down, or they tried to anyways. But they just they did it too much. Mm-hmm. There isn't enough there. There isn't enough fun gadgets. There isn't enough. Uh, like the environments are just boring as shit. It's just narrow hallways. Literally all narrow hallways. It's Choke it seems. Yeah, they took too much out of it. They needed to to leave a little bit more of the Ghost Recon kind of flavor in there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, let me let me have a gadget that makes my team see through walls. Maybe you can you buy know? that gadget. 
Maybe. I didn't get way into it. There's classes as well. You're picking a class, and you're leveling them up independently. And as you level them up, you get access to new abilities. But they also... So as you play, you're earning a free currency to buy items and to buy abilities and to buy armor. But the classes, each one of them has their own pool of that free currency. So if I play the assault class, which I was doing, I played them for the two hours I played, and then I was going to go roll, and they're like, okay, let's see what this sniper guy's all about. Well, you're right back at square one. You don't have any unlocked abilities, you don't have any money, you don't have anything, you just... Uh, it's, but it's, I mean, that's just how Battlefield was too, right? You unlock the perks and everything for each individual class. Yeah. Sort of. There was a little bit of crossover, at least in Battlefield. Like, you're leveling up your general rank... So that even if I roll into a different class who's level one, I have enough shit that I can still hold my own. In this, it's very, very much not the case. Because as you level up, you're getting better gear, which is increasing your stats, which is doing things like giving you more life, uh, making bullets deal more damage, making bullets deal less damage to you. So as you level up, you are getting noticeably more powerful. And it's it's that, sh- like... Well, you know, if you you spend a couple bucks, you wouldn't have to <laughs> wouldn't have to wait through these early levels. Like, no, fu- no, yes. thanks. I'll just go play one of the fifty other shooters that everybody in the world has that we've already paid money for. Like, I don't know who this game is directed at. It's for those people who don't have a fucking shooter game to play right now. Directed for Canadians that don't want to play yeah, games. Yeah, that's right. Directed at Canadian citizens who don't have any other shooter game in the world because no matter what you're into, they're all basically better at it than Ghost Recon Online is. They saw Kev's transaction come through and they said, Jesus Christ, people in Canada are willing to pay this kind of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Build a game. Go. Some Somebody spends Let's 150 bucks on Marvel Puzzle Quest. Fucking look what happens. God damn it, Kevin. Uh, is the Ghost Recon name tied to the Division? Is that no. like the Division Ghost or Ghost no, Recon? No, no. Oh, okay. They are both Tom Clancy. Yeah. W- whatever's properties, God but uh, yeah, they're not. No, the the Division is not Ghost Recon. The Division is something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, me too. It seems a lot. There's a lot of those, like Destiny, the Division. There's a lot of those. MMO in quotes shooters, first person shooters that are good. Oh, I guess the division is third person, but uh, there's going to be a lot of those in this next year. Yeah, and there it's a totally new thing to this generation almost. So I'm interested to see how they how they pan out. Yeah. So uh, Ghost Recon Online, no good. Yeah, it's don't don't pr- spend your money. Yeah, the price is right if you live in Canada and want to check it out. Like it's free, so you know I killed a couple of hours in it, which is okay i guess but it wasn't i wasn't having like a spectacular time i was sort of doing it because like well i probably got to talk about this on the show on sunday so i guess i should at least <laughs> see what this game is all about and then i played a bunch of Terra for just because there's fucking nothing else to do right now so i burned like is Terra know, that one six MMO hours in it we talked about like a long time ago yeah it's it, it went free to play in the last year so oh shit i had like a level 6 dude or something that I got up to a level 27 dude. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Free to play on Steam, or where do you get it? If only we had some sort of... Device to look. Yeah, some sort of engine to filter through the massive World Wide Web. As a human who likes conversation, I could ask somebody to possibly simulate... It says Google right... Literally right, right there, it says Google... 
such Ram is very top of our broadcast. This I'm trying a... to stimulate conversation so that he could inform our users. It is not on Steam. It is that's not exactly on Steam. It. Stop. Before you go on, that's exactly it. I have actually closed all my browser windows and all the shit that distracts, distracts me because I felt like I was concentrating more on that shit than concentrating on what you were saying. And I'm like, this is shitty. I need to start engaging in this conversation. So if you want me to start Googling Terra <laughs> and distracting myself and not talk to you... You're right. Fact-checking will be the death of these these podcasts exactly. because it's just going to turn into three hours of us looking at internet windows. Typing away. I don't think it's on Steam. No. God help myself if I find myself on Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just stay away. Reddit's a bad place. Some dark shit on there. Reddit's actually, Reddit's really cool. Have you seen those new um, peculiar Putu memes? I no. Those are what? so interesting. I try. I, tr- I it's. <laughs> you know who posts fucking memes? Human garbage. Subhuman garbage. People are posting the, just the weird shit that they do, and it's it's just the peculiar Putu they call it. And, what is a Putu? Um, I don't. I have no idea. It's like a, a weird-looking bird. But if you okay. look it up already, there's a, just a ton of them now. And there's there's weird things like, I will walk around my house with my eyes closed to see how good of a blind person I'd be. And it's just peculiar <laughs> shit that people do. It ranges all the way from. That's interesting. Whenever I, I clip my toenails. I would be the beast blind person. I'm so good at navigating my house without any lights on or anything. There's anyway. one weird one. I saw it was like when I clip my toenails, I use the big ones as toothpicks. Oh, that's That's nasty. That sounds like a new app that just came out called Whisper, and it's basically this anonymous app where you can reveal all of your deepest secrets. I heard about that. Stupid. People turn it into like this. That seems fucked up. Motivational thing. I was hoping to get on there and just read some dark, nasty shit. So wait, people. What? So it's. So it's like Twitter, but anonymous? Is that yes. and yeah, sort of the idea? Yeah, so what what happens is you, you put this this confession in there, you know, like, I drink my own piss or something like that. It's and sterile. Then, <laughs> once it comes out of the kidneys, what's the big suggest, deal? What's the big su- deal? Here's the best part. It suggests a background. There's vitamins and nutrients in there, Nine and you're just... out of ten, it's going to suggest a background of some half-naked woman. Bear Grylls did it on Man vs. Wild, and he's Bear Grylls. I don't see why I have to go on this app and confess that I one time drank my own pee. What is the big fucking deal? I'm not going to go into, like, All right? nasty... It's not somebody else's pee. Bullshit. <laughs> come up with anything. Just come up with, like, the deepest, darkest crap that you... If you were to tell your friends, they'd be like, and I'm done hanging out with you. If you were to tell your family, they would probably execute you. I don't... I this honestly don't think I have can... any secrets like that. I, yeah, I'm, I don't think anybody has any secrets like that. You like, I'm pretty open about the weird shit that I do, because, you know, it's good for a laugh on the show, so it kind of <laughs> all comes out here anyways. But it's just, like, super, like, skeletons in your closet, like, unmentionables, where you have this, uh, where you, but this app allows you to have this completely anonymous, like, quote-unquote anonymous, because, like, of course the NSA is looking in and connecting these lines, right? But, um... You're anonymous to the people reading it, so you can just spill your guts out onto the internet like that, and just get it off your chest if you need to. Because I've I've gone through and read a few, and I'm like, wow. That's did you weird. post? Did you post any? No. Nope. Put any confessions? No. Nope. Like you said, I'm pretty open on this podcast, and just well, let everything okay, out can anyways. we try and like, let's say that you had someone put a gun to your head and said, you got to post a confession, and it's got to be real. 
What would you post on there? But it, here's what it turns into, though. Cost. It's like I'm I'm on Whisper right now, and everybody instead of like revealing crap, it's like everyone says I'm immature for having green hair. It was my decision. I'm an art student, and I did it for. It's like this bullshit artsy hippie crap. <laughs> Welcome to well, the internet. Yeah, of course. No, screw that. I'm with Eric. Fuck the artsy hippie crap. I want to have a picture of like some bloody sheets and somebody going, "I did it." <laughs> well, that's probably not gonna fly. Uh. I just, you know... But, I mean, it's that type of shit, right? Like, they, they I have, have a confession. One. I know what I could confess. One time, you know those big can displays, like, where they have, like, huge, huge pyramids of cans in, the, in, like, Safeway or wherever? I knocked one of those over with my cartwheel and totally blamed it on this, like, five-year-old kid who didn't even fucking touch it. I'm like, that wasn't me. Was it? Must have been the kid. I... I... I gotta go. You said cartwheel <laughs> just now, and I thought you did an actual, like, physical cartwheel. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> turning cartwheels and whoosh, right into it, man. Yeah, I knocked... It wasn't even glass. It's not like they shattered. I just knocked a bunch of cans over and blamed it on a kid. You and his parents probably person. beat... His parents probably beat the shit out of him on the way home, so... <laughs> Hopefully. Sorry. You could put that on Whisper, and you'd probably be at the top, because there's other dumb shit, like, I'm the type of person that if I had money, my pets would live ten times better than me. How is that a friggin' secret confession? And who cares? Like, yeah. shut up. That's, like, lame as shit. Yeah, that's not even a bad thing. That's, like, I'm gonna go on there and just post positive shit. Like, One time, I anonymously gave $500 to charity. <gasps> it's so dumb. <laughs> it's, it's, it could have been cool, but people turned it into this motivational crap. They have Welcome a thing. To, that's how I, that's how I feel about Reddit. Yeah, they have a thing on Reddit. And it's it's another meme called Confession Bear, and it's exactly the same thing. Get that pen out of my face. But um, I read one once where it was this Indian kid, like uh, East Indian, and I guess in their <laughs> in their. I like how you're trying to beliefs, sound not racist or whatever in their religion or their be- beliefs or something. They feel like. Masturbation. They're against masturbation, and because uh, they crazy. just like, just like, just like, <laughs> isn't that a, a Catholic belief as well? Yeah, every sperm uh, is sacred. Something like that. Yeah, your sperm is sacred, and when you when you ejaculate, you're sort of you're essentially giving away your life force. No, it's you're genocide. allowed to jerk off. You're just not allowed to have sex for the purpose of not getting a woman pregnant. Fuck, I don't know. Anyways, to the, to the point of this to this thing, this Indian kid was like. He believed what his parents said, but he liked masturbation because obviously he's an Indian, or not just an Indian. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Because he's a kid, not because he's yeah, an cause Indian he's kid. Holy shit! <laughs> but no, in his, in Oliver's defense, that was that was relevant information to the story. It oh is. yeah, no, it is. Yeah, absolutely. But me calling him. Me saying that, yeah, whatever. Because he's a little boy, he liked masturbation. So what he would do is when he would when he would blow his load, he'd actually eat it. Aww. So since he's not yeah, wasting his life for he's putting it back in his thing. But that was a confession bear, and I'm like, holy fuck, that is a confession bear. I could have done without hearing that yeah, one. That I don't is know. a confession and a half right there. So, yeah, I've been pretty deep into Reddit, but go ahead. <laughs> Reddit is the crap. fucking worst. Reddit is is the worst. Reddit is not the worst. Reddit is pretty interesting. It's There's a lot comments. of shit. There's a lot of there is a lot of interesting and witty comments and interesting content. But there are it, it's ninety percent of people go on there because 
it's whatever happened in their life, so they make this dumbass meme about this thing that nobody gives a fuck about. No one cares if you got a parking ticket and you didn't deserve it, and then you made this meme. No one gives a fuck. No one cares if your girlfriend dumped you and you didn't deserve it. Who cares? There's so much of that shit. So much. And yeah, it's but you're like the kind of guy totally who disguised. goes it's like, looking for good pictures on the internet for our podcast cover every week and these are the ones that you're using the fucking stupid ones that have been on reddit for six months and you're like hey man that's a pretty sweet picture and then you'll you'll use it for our podcast no i don't that doesn't that has never happened (laughs) i don't know if you even know how do you know how do you know something it was it didn't originate on reddit i have never uh it's not true i did use a meme you do all the I, time. I use, that, I use that humorous. I found this humorous meme yes. way back in the day. But usually, I just post a picture of like a video game that we talked about or something dumb, some random I'm, funny I'm picture. Sorry, our picture. I'm not posting from last week. That was some no, black and white. No, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand Reddit because you're only fucking ever on the internet to play Marvel Puzzle Quest. And to do this show, Thank there are you. like there are like five stock images. There's a picture of the, the the girl in the panties wearing the hat. There's the picture of the bear. There's the picture of the bird. And there's fucking the picture of the frog and the baby eating sand. And then people just put this dumb text above it and below it and say like, "Here's this dumb fact about my life." And then the bottom text should be, "Oh wait, nobody fucking cares." There, I am. I am winning Reddit. Give me I all the never all the karma. Seen a single one of these images you just talked about. Baby Because you don't like... go on Reddit. Yeah. It's a thing where um, if you're not on Reddit, you don't screaming into my mic. Under, <laughs> understand any of this shit. But once you're on Reddit, you recognize all this shit. Like, because even the baby in sand, I wouldn't have gotten that until like last week when I, when I saw a meme about the origin of that fucking successful kid or whatever. Yeah, and then and then you get into shit like that, where you get memes about the origins of memes, and memes yeah. about how people are using these well, memes are... wrong. Where do the memes stop? There's a yeah. website called Know Your Meme, and it actually tells the origin of all of them. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. It's gotten to a point where I have friends who basically speak exclusively in those fucking memes now. Uh, it's yeah, like, that's dude, true. I'm, shut, I'm so, shut up, shut up, stop. I'm no. falling down this rabbit hole that I am actually saying that. Like, I'm calling people scumbag Steve, scumbag Stacy. I hope that they just punch you in the face. That is, I know, oh. I know. I'm just, it's, it's what's happening to me. If somebody I'm said that to me fault. and I knew what it was, I would punch him in the face. The only, the only meme that I get any sort of entertainment out of is the Philosoraptor. No, they're all stupid. They are all. They so are, stupid. but that's the only one that's even remotely mildly entertaining. Mm. Anyways, some I, I I can get behind some of the super pointless ones that aren't are you can't in any way relate them to your life. They're just dumb. Like the bad the bad pun, whatever that one is. The bad pun one. I'm all about that one because it's just stupid puns. It's not. Oh, I I didn't. You know, I I shit my pants in the superstore. End of story. Come like a lot of those fucking things are. Are cops, cops are coming. coming for? <laughs> yeah, I know. Obviously for Eric. Yeah. They're getting close. This, it's because yeah. this guy was screaming into his microphone for the last five minutes. Somebody called the cops. The audience is going to see like the door bust down yeah. and one of us he- be dragged away in cuffs. Heads is going to go down into yeah. the desk and then that's going to be. They're going to put the hand over the camera and that's it. <laughs> Done. I don't even know how we got on this. I know I started talking about peculiar poo too, but go ahead, Matt. You were you kept you were saying something. 
He was yelling I, at I me think for I'm done. asking how remember. to get Terra free to play. Right, Terra's not uh, on Steam, but there is a trailer for it on Steam, which is weird. You just Google it. If you want to play it? It's free. It looks nice. It has sort of. It's sort of like um, it's like Guild Wars combat, except. Uh, where Guild Wars sort of did away with the whole the trinity of RPGs, tank healer, uh, damage. This one still totally embraces that, which is okay. It's great. I don't know. It's free. It's a time waster in the long winter of no video games. I think that's oh. all I played. Long winter of no video games. You know what I call that? Every winter? My trophy chase in Metal Gear. Hmm. How's that going? It's not going. No, you gave up? <laughs> no, those trophies are so fucking hard to get. I bought it's an Xbox bad. One this week. Did you really? Yeah. Oh. It's on the way. What are you going to play? Nothing. Uh, Nothing till March. K- k- killer, k- killer Instinct. This is oh, the- yeah, because you and fighting games have such a long and history relationship. Rise, maybe? Matt is the... the- exact target audience that they were going for with Titanfall. He's going to buy the system ex- just exclusively for Titanfall and then be done with it. No, I'm also buying it for other exclusives that are releasing this year. It's just Titanfall happens to be the first one. So I might as do, well get it now. And, and I'm, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but what are you going to do if Titanfall just absolutely blows? What, what am I going to do if Titanfall is like any other EA release in the last 12 months? Battlefield, SimCity, uh... <laughs> <laughs> to name just a couple real good ones. So you're high. I don't know. You're, you're I don't know. That high. I'm gonna fucking chuck that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Xbox on. Xbox on. Oh fuck it! I'll just use the button. Xbox <laughs> off. And then it'll turn off. And then I'll be like, no, oh, no, nice. cool. Yeah, great. The other reason I want to get it is because <laughs> this one's dumb. Super dumb. I'm out of HDMI ports on my TV. There's only three. And so when I want to have my computer, my PS4, my cable box, and my PS3 hooked up, I have to alternate one. But if I get the Xbox, I can put that cable box through the Xbox. They have yeah, yeah. called Ooh. HDMI switchers. I'm saving an I'm I'm saving a port here, man. I'm and gonna get two devices. Cheaper. Spend five hundred dollars on an extra HDMI port. Good yeah, for you. Exactly. And I can control <laughs> my voice. I wanna say Xbox, turn to channel two hundred and have it go to channel two hundred and go, Oh, that's neat. I'll probably never ever use that ever again. But eh, you know, it'll be cool. We can play around with it. We'll see if you guys can like turn it off across the internet or something. I don't know. <laughs> So the whole point of buying the Xbox One was for an extra HDMI port and to see if we control you. Yeah. Okay. $500. Well spent. I'm on board. I kind of missed the days of having you. I interest you in a Marvel Puzzle Quest account. Hmm. (laughs) I also... There was a... a, a, I guess Titanfall went to... They're calling it a closed alpha, but there was a bunch of footage leaked this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like it was one of those things where it was up for a day, and then they went, "Well, that's not supposed to be up," so they ripped it all down. But you know, I watched 20 minutes of Titanfall and went, "Man, I need an Xbox. Yeah, I really need an Xbox." <laughs> and then I bought that Xbox. So you are highly impulsive, aren't you? Uh, I don't know if you've met me over the last four years that we've been talking, <laughs> but yes, yes, I am. Let me tell you about Tekken Tag Tournament Two. <laughs> Let me tell you about Final Fantasy XI that I don't know where the disc is. Like, <laughs> I have a wall of just... Impo- what the fuck is Motorstorm? 
Have I even played that game? Motorstorm is a launch title on the PS3. Yeah. System mover. I got a hot copy of Motorstorm, which looks unopened. I've got a lot of sealed games on my shelf, too. Yeah, there's there's just a wall of bad decisions. Wish I'd, like... I always, got... I always just open them. Like, I never leave things in the wrappers. Like, I always just open them, even though, like, that... Because I, I mentioned last week that Amber bought me... Bioshock, not Bioshock, Dead Island on uh, my birthday last year, October. But I immediately took the wrapping off that and, like, looked at it. Smelled the, the non-existent manual. Yeah, and, and just put that on my shelf. I can't help but open those things. Well, in uh, 20 years, when Motorstorm is, like, the hot property to own on yeah, this vintage no. PS3, I'm just like, I got a sealed copy, man, just... That's just hanging out. I just said waiting. that ten years ago when I refused to open Kingdom Hearts two. There are some people who like Kingdom Hearts. I bet a sealed copy, original launch day, collector's collector's edition or anything. No, just I've got the collector's guide. Oh, uh, not sealed though. Probably yeah. Probably never so going to be worth. Eric, anything. was it you who tweeted out that uh, picture that was on fucking Reddit? About that person who found that box of sealed Super Mario Brothers three. Hey, you oh, know we'll um, somebody up. tweeted out uh, a picture at me of an article about this person who found a box like filled with these thousand dollar bills. Yeah. You know when you see something on Reddit and someone says, "You'll never believe what I just found." They didn't just find it. They've had it for ten years, and they just want to post it on Reddit and have people. St- Tell them how fucking cool yeah. they are for finding it. And oftentimes it's not true. Well, who yeah. cares? Who cares if it's not true? It was a picture, and I saw the box. Who cares, man? It's, just, it's a cool story. Stop being so cynical. The internet has turned me into what I am. I can't help it. I can't help it. Yeah. yeah. I look at that fucking thing a couple hours every day, because sometimes you'll see an interesting news story and be like, well, that's I'll talk about that on the radio. That's less work I gotta do. But, uh <laughs> Yeah. You guys think I should pack up these Xbox 360 games? What should I do with these? I don't have an Xbox 360. Well, I do, but it is not in working order. Give do you them guys all think to me? Do you guys think I should buy an Xbox 360 for the sole purpose of maybe one day I want to come back and play these Xbox 360 games? I, would I have over a hundred Xbox 360 games just sitting there. Like, okay, I changed my mind. I don't want them anymore. That no, is what way are you too do with many it? games. I'd, 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 they're they're going to go in a box, they're going to go in the basement, and they're probably going to get left in Grand Prairie when I move. When I was... When I when the whole new um, generation of consoles came out, I'm like, well, fuck. No backwards compatibility on the PlayStation 4, so I'm probably going to have to keep my PlayStation 3 because I still want to get Platinums and all Metal Gears. Guess how, guess how well that's going to go. But it's not... Terribly. Like, Terrib- I don't have... Yeah. I don't have any plan to play it's not like oh yeah, well so, you know i'm gonna play halo but it's like what what about don't what about a year from now when i'm like you know what i could go for some alone in the dark i really want to play alone in the dark if only i had a console to do that on i, I want to wait i want to open this copy of dead or alive 4 because i'm gonna see what that game's all about shit i don't have an xbox from the factory sealed podcast and you're going to emulate it. And because you do own that, it's going to be totally it's legal. It's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only game I could think... I like playing the Force Unleashed. I like playing the first Force Unleashed. 
I'd like to go back and play that. I even have some original Xbox games up there, apparently. You know what you should have done? That's shit, you're going to have to move back to Edmonton when, when it comes to it. But they're, they're, it's they not like they're big. It's not like it's, you know, I, I can fit 500 games Xbox in a box. Games. Can that's you? only that's only dude, that's only one shelf, buddy. It's only one. I don't that's even have. Probably, that's I only a have a lot of shit. You're gonna have to move. That's I only have like, like half two of them boxes. You can fit all those games in two boxes. It took no me one box for sure. Let me. Get... I can. I can show you. This is this is like fifty. That's that's fifty four something games on that first that's, shelf there. That's not even that many. Here, no, I know this. that's nothing. That's nothing. Eats. Look at this. This I've got about a hundred PS3 games up over there. And then in that cabinet is about 150 PS2, PS1, and NES That's a stuff. lot of shit. Yeah, it's true. Those it is be, really those, quite disgusting how many games Eric has. Those could be, those could be <laughs> way more compact. Yeah, but I'm not going to take them out of their case. No, I know, but... <laughs> just stack them all in the DVDs uh, just on top of each other. Discs. <laughs> One of those disc know. spindles. Yeah. <laughs> I like having the games because I, I am something of a collector, and I... but. It seems so stupid to have them, but not have any console well, to play them that on. That entire bottom row is all PS1 RPGs. You don't I'll have a PS1? I'll play them again, but I've got four PS1s. Yeah, so if something ever happened and you're like, I do want to play Legend of the Dragoon or something, you yeah. could go dig out that PS1. Which is exactly why I still have my four regular Nintendos, three Super Nintendos, two Genesis... So I should buy another Xbox, is what you're telling me. Before the say, before the going gets tough, I should buy another Xbox. I would I would say wait until because they're just they're going to do nothing but get cheaper. Or are they going to get harder to find as they start oh. red ringing out? They're not making them anymore, but they're still failing like crazy. <laughs> they stopped making the regular Nintendo 30 years ago, and you can still find them pretty readily. Yeah, all right, I guess. Not up here. You've seen the prices of used shit up here. But those things don't. Yeah. Those things are fucking sturdy. Yeah, that's sturdy. from a store standpoint. Like you can go on Kijiji and probably get a Nintendo for sixty bucks. Yeah, you know I what? Mean, I, even I, that's probably a stretch. Probably even cheaper. I bet there will be a situation where I see a bunch at a garage sale or something and go, "Yeah, I will take these four Xboxes because." I'm super stupid. I don't know. When the hell is the last time you've been to a garage sale? I stopped uh, maybe like last year on the way to your place once for a show. Actually, there was a oh, that's right. Garage you told me about I stopped. That. Like, yeah. I stopped the garage. Sale. I stopped because some guy like had us. He's like garage sale. Also, I'm selling speakers. And I'll, oh, speakers, huh? Okay, sure. I'll look at some obviously stolen speakers. <laughs> Didn't buy anything, but you know, I like to check out garage sales. That's where you find. Uh, sometimes you get good finds. The best are those estate sales where you, know, you go to the, the old people part of town where all the old people are dying, and every Sunday they're just clearing out houses. Tons of video games at those You'd be surprised homes. because sometimes those grandparents will buy consoles to have at their house for their kids, and or they've had these old Ataris or ColecoVisions in their, their attic for 50 years, and three nickels and it's yours. I don't know. That's all I played. Anybody else play any other games? I played... Oh, Oliver, you have to switch to someone. I actually uh, got to cut in right here because I just finished number one in a tournament in Marvel Puzzle Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Top one finisher. Reward earned. That's an awfully unexciting way to present you with a reward. A blue screen. So, Matt, are you, is that all, all the games you played this week? Yeah, that's, that's my life in a nutshell. Yep. Okay, let's throw the ball to Eric. 
I took advantage of my PlayStation Plus account this week and played myself a copy of Brothers Tale of Two Sons. What'd you, what'd you think about that game? I played it. Has anybody else played it? Matt? No, not yet. Did you no, play I'm, it through to completion? It's on the list. Yes, I did. All okay. in one sitting, too. So I had it spoiled for me. Basically, this game, it's a really novel concept, but it's also really, really, really piss poor in execution because of the control scheme. Um, essentially, you are playing as two brothers who are on a quest or an adventure to f- save their father who is dying from some ailment. There's, there's no dialogue. Um, they speak a gibberish language. You don't understand any, anything. So it's, it's interesting in that you kind of get to discern the emotions for yourself, but they do a really kind of heavy-handed job of making sure you understand that this is what this person's feeling at this moment. But the core mechanic of the game, although cool, is the most frustrating part. You control both brothers with the joysticks. One of them, the left joystick is the older brother, the right joystick is the younger brother, and then the R2 and L2 buttons are the action buttons. Those are the only things you use the entire game. And you, you interact with the, the environment using the L2 button for the big brother, R2 button for the little brother, and you got to help each other solve these puzzles. And you're just kind of moving through the world, experiencing the emotion and the art style on your, your quest to save your father. And it's it's neat because the art style is really cool. Um, is probably it, one of the is it? I think it's neat. <laughs> like it, really, is it cool? It, it seems, seems it seems plain to me, and I know there was a lot of talk about like the art style during like the end of the year roundups or whatever. I gotta sit on those benches. What's, what's this game called? It's called Brothers. Two Brothers or Brothers Brothers: A Tale of Two. I think it was neat that like Matt new, just said in a stupid comment. It's the new I Hulk liked, Hogan wrestling game. Brother. I like that that concept of having. The benches there because it it took you away from the adventuring for a second to just like remind you as a gamer stop and just enjoy the the like the visuals of this game yeah they may not have been the best but I thought they were unique enough where they placed those benches it kind of gave you a, a a a neat perspective on the world and kind of said some of them set it up like hey this is where you were you know look at look at where you've progressed and then another time you'd sit on a bench and you'd sit there and and look out and be like, that's where you're going, and just kind of stop and pause and reflect and just enjoy the environment of the game. I think that was the neatest concept of it. Yeah, no, I'm looking at screenshots of this game. I'm on board. This this art style looks fucking cool. Yeah, maybe, it's, maybe I've forgotten. The game is the the game. If it takes you longer than three hours to play this game, you're doing it wrong. It's super super short. You oh, can, I'm sorry. I like to take my time and enjoy games. I'm sorry that that is. Wrong. If you if it takes you three hours, you are dying at every single puzzle, and there's no puzzle that's harder than a first grader could solve. Listen, somebody difficult. somebody put the time in coding those death animations. I just want I just want to see them. I just want to see really them. All. Not even a death animation. The only places I ever died was when I missed a jump, and you 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 have to hold R two to hang on on a ledge, and then you have to do like this this rock climbing dino jump up and you forget to hit R2 again and you'll fall to your death, but you'll start exactly where you just left off. So it's it's not about the adventure, it's not about the, the combat and the dying, it's about the adventure and the experience and the types of people that you meet along the way who, whenever you meet somebody new, you hold out this big scroll and point to it and then they point in the direction that you have to go and that's about it. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at pictures now too and yeah, maybe it was a good looking game. It kind of had that original Fable One feel to it. Everything was kind of shiny and glowy and over uh, oversaturated. A little the bit. The word, the word, yeah. A little bit. 
Yeah, I'm looking at like some of the situations that I've totally forgotten about, and yeah, some of this, these situations were pretty cool. It takes a while to get into, um, I guess is in terms of a three-hour game, taking about an hour and a half to really get into the the meat of the game is is a long time. Um, towards the end, you, you start to get into these darker situations where you're you're going through this big valley where suddenly all of these giants are. I mean, these people, these dead soldiers are strewn across this valley, and and you're pushing their arms out of their way. You're firing gigantic cross bolts at their head to knock their dead corpse out of the way, and it's just it's neat how you interact with the environment. Hmm. One of the things I hated on, about this game, uh, PSN, right? PSN yeah. Plus, yes. And you mentioned it already was the uh, was the control scheme. Yeah. But I found to mitigate that, I always just kept the the big big brother on the left and the younger brother on the right, and so I knew that was a little bit more intuitive for me because if you ever get got him crossed, like that's when done. Yeah, that's when shit just got wrong. Is there yeah. some stuff that like only the big brother can do, and some yes. stuff that only yeah. the yeah. little brother? Okay. So okay. so right away, some of them the puzzles are all really easy. It's just you have to look at it and be like, okay, this is what this guy can do. So sometimes if there's a tall ledge, you hold R two or L two, and the big brother will stand there with his hands out to throw the big the the little brother up, and then the little brother goes and drops the ledge down, um, or drops the the rope down for the big brother to climb up, and you move on. Um, some of the other ones, the big brother's obviously stronger, so if there's anything heavy you had to push, he had to be the one to do it. The big brother could swim, the little brother couldn't, so if you jumped into water, you had to get the little brother to the big brother to ride his back. and Put him on a raft, or yeah. a little pallet. It's like really Ellie. Neat. What is with these Ellie. little kids and not being able to swim today? Because these days... There was a story take the goddamn behind glasses it. off. Alright, I take the glasses off. There's a story behind it, and it, the whole game yeah. is about driving emotion without actually saying anything, no dialogue. I mean, his mother was drowned in front of him on a boat, so that's why he had a fear of water. Hmm. I'm in Sin City. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at these pictures, and, and it is bringing memories back about this game, which, when I played it, I didn't really appreciate it as much as I do now, but now I'm like, yeah, you know what, this game was really good. Yeah, and Christy and I sat down and played it and really enjoyed it. If it's free on the PSN, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's it reminded me of an old PS2 game called Adventure of Cookie and Cream, where it's it's a puzzle game where you're controlling two characters with each joystick. But in that game, the left character always stayed on the left side of the screen, and the right character always stayed on the right. And it was fun. But once they get crossed, like you said, your brain just goes, "Yep, yeah, doesn't mm-hmm. work." And mm-hmm. it eventually got to the point where I was just leapfrogging because I got so frustrated with it. It's like, all right, now I'm going to move this guy, and then I'll move this guy, and then I'll move that one. And- so I'm not really understanding how. Is one brother always on one stick and the other brother is always on the yeah. other stick? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so even if you the brothers cross on the screen, they're still on their respective sticks. Yes. yes. Okay. Which and is really confusing. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound complicated like as we're talking about it, but playing this game, it's yeah, it gets confusing and kind of frustrating and stupid. Hmm. The ending is exceptionally depressing. Like Christy and I were playing it last night and. Like, okay, this happened, but as per normal storytelling, we can probably predict this is going to happen. Nope. Most depressing ending I've played in a long time. Real, real sad. I just want to point out that this video effect is super cool. Look at this. I feel like you're trying to derail the conversation because you're not involved in it. No, I am. I'm involved. (laughs) Depressing ending. Resume. Okay, keep 
Continue then. Depressing, depressing ending. Where are, you, where are you going from? Where are you going from there? To me, that seemed like the end of the conversation. And because I know Oliver was going to let that fall flat, you know, try to pick there, something up. There was discussions. Uh, I don't know if you've, um, whatever. I there were discussions about the ending of Brothers, Eric. Yes. And should we talk about this or no or take it? To I, the I don't think you guys. I, I as Just someone who hasn't Just... played the game yet, you guys should not. God damn it! How do I turn these off now? You guys should not. <laughs> Don't ruin the end of that game. Don't ruin the end of that where, game. As I was playing, because I was playing it with a buddy, and we were only playing it because we heard a lot of good things about it, and so we're like, yeah, we should we should try this. And because he had an Xbox with it already purchased, I'm like, okay, well, I'm coming over and I'm gonna watch you play. But we ended up taking turns anyways. There's a point at the end after the thing happens where, yep, the little boy. There's there's this kind of profound moment where I with guess the, the little boy, boy sort of grows up. With it sounds group. like that is the like I'm pretty sure someone spoiled what the moment was. It sounds like that is the reason to play the game. Yeah, and yeah, doesn't, that that doesn't part like, was kind of cool. It was hard. Like that was really heart wrenching to do because they forced you to go through the motions of of making him grow up. It wasn't a cutscene. Like, you were physically doing it. Yeah. It's great. It's For as frustrating as the controls are, to, to suffer through three hours of shitty controls to get to that moment of gaming, it, I think it was really neat. I think it was powerful, and that was the ultimate point of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that is the only point of the game. It is. If, well, if, the, puzzles, if the puzzles aren't great and the controls are really more of just a, a well, tolerance thing, we touched then on it the sounds visuals, like really... It's, it's a really cool-looking game. I, think, I mean, right. how far can you get on art style alone, though? Look at Journey. Ask Journey. Game well, of the Year Journey is people. a profound multiplayer experience. Journey was a pile of shit. Yeah, Journey was a pile of shit. I think the, the other cool aspect of this game is just the the sheer amount of different environments you're going to go through. I mean, you mm-hmm. go through everything from coastal woodlands to, to forests to mountains to deep, dark caves to snowy um, tundras, and you're canoeing through the ocean with orcas jumping up around you. It's it's really neat. There's yeah. a lot of cool stuff in this game. And I'm, I'm remiss to say it's an experience because Journey said that, but... <laughs> It is. It's something to actually sit down and experience. There's no combat. Well, actually, I take that back. There is two situations where you're doing yeah. combat. There's like a boss battle. It's weird. Yeah, the the final boss battle. But even that's not hard. So, no. good game. Free. Would you say that you can name five better games that came out in 2013? Oh, absolutely. But it's worth playing. Okay. It's just definitely to, worth yeah. your that three was, that hours. Was the, that was the litmus test. You just got to you just got to know. Yeah. <laughs> not one of the top five. No, absolutely not. It, it's free, and as as a free game, it deserves to be played. Like this one, play it through to completion. It's free if you're a PSN Plus subscriber. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I'd say uh, pay the fifteen bucks for it if you really want to experience other. Pay the fifteen bucks. It's good. I wouldn't recommend it for fifteen. Bucks. I would. I wouldn't. It's completely passable. It's it's a good game to play, especially free. And if you have the opportunity to play it, sure, fifteen bucks. Save your fifteen bucks. IMO. Eric, is there anything else you've played this week? So last week we discussed The Wolf Among Us. Oh yeah, right. 
I went out and bought it, and Christy and I have a new obsession. What do you mean you went out and bought it? You sat down on your couch and you pressed buttons to buy it. I went out of my office to my couch <laughs> and bought it. You could have just stayed on your thing, on your computer and purchased it. But we wanted to play it on PS3. Well, you could use the PSN online browser and buy it. Doing things the hard way. Why do you have sunglasses on your head? Because I was outside and I haven't taken them off. Your sunglass tiara, they call that. Yeah. Tell me about The Wolf Among Us. Kevin, did you buy The Wolf Among Us? I did. Did you play it? I did. All right, let's talk about it. Awesome, yeah, let's talk about it. All right, go. <laughs> I was giving I was giving you an opportunity to jump in. You've been quiet. Yeah, you haven't said anything, Kev. I was busy mixing myself another drink. You guys did not notice me walk away for like two minutes. You know what? On that note, talk about the Wolf Among Us. No, we'll wait. <laughs> no, it's already mixed. It's in the fridge. I did. I took a page out of the Kevin playbook. <laughs> it's actually pretty awesome. I'll be right back. Kevin, tell. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> uh, so Wolf Among Us. I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it at first, mm-hmm. but as soon as you got to like the little prologue part, because because that kind of got me got me on board too. Is just the way they set up like the first twenty minutes of that game. Yeah, how they had the little tiny little bit of backstory and then the credits, which kind of annoyed me. How I had to make you watch through the credits. You know, you don't and like the it, late, uh, the late credit card, late title card. No, it's like uh, it reminds me of like a '90s sitcom or whatever. It's like you have your your hook for 30 seconds, and then you have your credits. Then you can go right to commercial. Like that's what that that little opening reminded me of. But the first little bit totally hooked me. I thought the story was cool. I thought the controls were cool when you were fighting Woody. And yeah. it, it totally felt like a fluid fight. It was like moving it around and then left trigger, right trigger, left trigger, right trigger. Well, it's trigger. the exact same as Walking Dead Season 2, so... Well, it's totally nothing like Walking no, Dead Season not, 2, but... No, it's not at all the same, is it? Yeah. No, you it's were... nothing like Walking Dead Season 2. Because yeah. Wolf, Wolf Among Us, you're trying to put uh, the cursor in the circle and then pull the trigger. Okay. What do you do in The Walking Dead? I don't remember now. Essentially, it's the same style of controls, where it's still quick-time events. Well, well yeah, it's still yeah, quick-time events, but the fact that the way they did it, how they did with the triggers, and mm-hmm. it was a fist fight, it felt fluid, and it felt like it was really... Well- oh, pro, uh, pro tip, you can hit any of the triggers, even though it says R2 or L2. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Doesn't, but doesn't matter, because I it, fucked up a lot, and it was it still just giving it to me. Because <laughs> if you hit L2, then you use your left arm. If you hit I like how, though, right if you didn't... If you didn't do exactly what it told you to, it didn't kill you, it just changed the outcome of that fight. Yeah, it would it would sort of, like, because Woody would get his shots in or whatever, mm-hmm. and it would go to the next sort of action. It's pretty hard to die in that game. I don't think it is, po- I don't think, I honestly don't think it's possible to die in Unless, that game. Yeah, I don't think I did, but I just thought uh, I was good at gaming. If you missed every single quick time event, I bet they'd give you some yeah. fail states. I... I want to say I hit a fail state. It's like, if you lose the fight to Woody, maybe Woody just escapes faster. Because he's still going to get away, but he might get away faster. Well, not in that first scene. That first scene ends with an axe in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what happens. I think... window faster. I think you... Maybe. I think I did hit a fail state at one point in Wolf Among Us. But I, I can't remember where. 
they're in The Walking Dead for sure. Yeah. So it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to put the game to have them in The Wolf Among Us. And I'm pretty yeah, sure I did hit one at one point. I think I did actually fuck up enough that I died or something. I don't, I don't know. This now. game seems to me like it's more about the story than Walking Dead is. Oh, like, oh, especially yeah. with Season 2. Like, Season 2 so far just feels like going through the motions. But this is... The story is fresh. It's unique. It's, yeah, well, you're kind of you're 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 very empowered compared to The Walking Dead. You are yeah, you are the terror in big The Wolf has Among a Us. Lot of power. Fuck my big bad wolf. He is all about justice. Yeah, nice. And ripping motherfuckers' arms off. Yeah, I was gonna say, fight, <laughs> like I put an axe in a dude's head. I ripped a guy's arm off. Like I, Did was you guys just... actually ripped his arm off. Oh yeah. See, when I, I go yeah, into I wolf that, mode, yeah. I lose all control. See, Sorry, I take yes, the approach where where everybody already hates Big B and he knows it, yet he's got that softer side to him. Like, if I want to rally these people around me, if I want to make sure that these people stay safe, I need them to view me as their protector. So I'm not going to go around killing everybody and ripping arms off. I want to show them that I do have a justice side to me. Well, ripping an arm off isn't necessarily fatal in that world. No, no, because I mean, taking an axe world. to the head is yeah, also I was gonna not say, fatal. That guy got a good fucking axe right in the back of his head and was totally fine. I understand that, but the, ripping the arm off would have would have put him into that that category of senseless violence. I think you rip the arm off, and then you get the option to hit him with it. No, you don't. You don't I, have that option. No. But, really? Uh, no. It's just that guy had it coming. I was just there to talk to Woody. I was sitting down at the bar yeah, having a nice day. conversation with Woody. We were gonna, I was gonna take him downtown. Everything was gonna go fine, and then this guy shows up, and he's yeah, like, "Yeah, that guy had a like a chip." He on had it his, coming, yeah. yeah. He was talking shit and trying. You were trying to mind your own business. Yeah, exactly. You were trying to talk him down too. You're like, "I don't want any trouble, man. I'm just here to talk to this guy." And then well, he turned I, into I a monster. So you're like, that, "All yeah, right, well, back the talk up." Time for me to turn ball. into a monster. And... I think what really drew me in the most is all the different fables that they pulled into it. Just all the different fairy tales. And That's interesting. Like when I saw the when I saw Beauty, and I'm sitting here thinking, how the hell are they going to portray Beast? I think they did a really good job of conveying those those non-human characters in human form as well. I mean, you can kind of tell that that character looks like Beast, and I can see what he's going to look like. Like Bigby, you can tell that he's kind of got that wolf look to him. Um, yeah, with his with his hair sort of yeah. kind yeah, of it's wild. all scruffy and yeah, it's and neat. It's claws. a really interesting world. Like it's to the point where I want to go out and get all the comics Harry forms to too. Enjoy. Uh, it. I was actually watching a show on Netflix called Once Upon a Time. Yeah, which is basically the exact same storyline as this show it as this game is like completely the exact same. Yeah, Amber made that uh, that connection too. Uh, so that's probably what drew me into it so well is because that show is awesome and if you like the game you should probably watch the show and it just drew me into the game because of the, exactly what Eric said just all the fables and all the 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 stories and how they tie them together it's a, it's a neat concept there are some characters that I didn't really give a shit about but um, when you get that phone call and you have to make the decision who to help first um, I went and helped Toad first. Like, you know what? He was kind of a dick at the beginning, and then I get over there like, this guy's a super dick. I kind of wish I wouldn't have helped him first, and... Uh, I like Toad. Toad was understood. That was a kind of cool sequence, eh? Where you where you, you, you looked around his apartment and found clues or whatever, and then you kind of shook him down. Yeah, like the whole... 
the entire way that they portray you being like the law and the sheriff and everything and how they build that into the game and like investigating these things I think that's part of what makes it so interesting too yeah, that yeah was it's, a really cool it's like LA Noir except not shitty what did you yeah. just say it's like what <laughs> like LA Noir but not shitty there you go La Noir La Noir <laughs> La Noir it's like LA Noir but um I, I was curious about that. If you go into Toad, and you can clearly not investigate everything, can you just leave without solving that? Uh, no, because if you go to the door, there's actually a clue on the door, mm-hmm. and that's what prevents you from leaving. Is because you click on it, and it's actually a clue. It's not leaving. So you can't just go through this game being a bumbling moron detective who misses obvious <laughs> clues? I'm pretty sure you can miss obvious clues. Like, yeah. you don't have to get every single... Yeah. You don't have to catch him in every lie when you're interrogating him. Yeah. But you probably are going to end up catching him in the end. With my other question with that, who you get to help out between Prince Lawrence and Toad, does it make a difference if you go to Prince Lawrence first? Uh, one of the things they said in the like the synopsis at the end, mm-hmm. like the you and X percent of players did this, uh, one of them was save Prince Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, really? So it, but it also it wasn't the same one as go to Toad first or go to Lawrence first. So I think it was possible to save both of them. I don't think you can actually save Prince Lawrence because that would that would drastically alter the game. How do you know? In because, what sense? Because, like how would it? Because the whole premise of you going to to the bar afterwards. Is is well actually no not the whole premise but when you're in there, um, the whole story arc with Tweedledee and Tweedledum is revolving around the fact that he's dead. But yeah, but dead? he's you're still gonna find Tweedledee in the closet even if, if you, you save Prince Lawrence. I guess what I maybe what I'm thinking is if you go to save Prince Lawrence, Tweedledee will be there trying to kill Prince Lawrence. Maybe. Or you, you, you interfere, because if you when you get there, he's in the closet covered in blood. So you assume he's the one who killed him. Well, no, but the, the mirror, because remember, the mirror is what showed you the dagger. Mm-hmm. It doesn't show you the future, it shows you the present. So clearly so he's already dead, you so you can't in the mirror, He was already fucked. So that's Are you saying that by looking in the mirror, we conscripted him to his fate? Are you saying the mi- everything is in flux until the mirror decides it? No, I am saying we only knew about it because the mirror showed us. It's it like kind of getting back to what Eric was saying, how it would drastically change based on one decision or another. They're pretty good about putting in a hook that if you don't have the motivation for your character that needs to get to this next scene, he'll go, well, I should go check out the bar or something. And like, that's that. And then he'll go to the bar. Like they're a lot of the story is going to revolve around the fact that you were not able to save Prince Lawrence. Maybe, but well, who maybe is the other choice? Maybe he's not even important. Yeah. He's, maybe he's probably just going to be a throwaway character who, if you would have managed to save him, would have been like, my wife is dead? Oh, no, I'm depressed. He's yeah, just another body, man. Note. Just another body. That's just true. another statistic. And maybe even Tweedledee wouldn't have been there if you if you got there. To save him. Uh, I don't know. That's not, that's not the first no, time you meet 
the yeah, Tweedles, is. though, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's the first time. Oh, okay. It's been a long time. It's like, I played this somebody, the day it came out and not Somebody since in then. the chat is saying that Tweedledee is not there if you go to save him. Oh, really? really? So then how does how does that work at the end where you're... So, sorry, did all four of us go save Toad no. first? Yeah, I saved we, Toad, I went, yeah. I went to Toad first, yeah. Holy shit. And I did because of the concept. Like, like you said, I saw in the mirror Prince Lawrence was fucked. It's like... Okay, there's no rush to go give this guy a note that his wife died. Toad sounds like he needs my help now. Exactly, and that was my mm-hmm. theory too, because my big bad wolf is all about justice. So he made the decision that Toad needs help now. This other guy who's lying in a pool of blood, he's probably fucked already. Yeah. I, mean, I just like the, I just better. I just like Toad as a character. I like the actor that plays Toad, and I think Toad is super funny. So I'm like, Fuck, you know what? I want Toad to stick around in my story. He had better get his fucking glamour on soon, because if he doesn't get that on, <laughs> I'm going to have to bust his ass. I told him twice. Him. I told him two separate times to get his glamour on. So next time I see him, like, I'm sorry, Toad. I, you know, we're friends, but... So when I'm... he phoned you, did you say, what's wrong, or did you say... You got your glamour yet? I yeah, I was totally. Yeah. Glamour. <laughs> like, you better be speaking to me from behind the glamour, or I'm gonna come rip your arms off. Christy was convinced that Toad's son, or kid, boy, baby frog. Yeah, the the boy is yeah. the voice of uh, Clementine. Is that right? I, don't I have know. no idea. Maybe. I don't know. That Toad doesn't look too fat. No, oh, I get it. I get it. Uh, maybe. It's possible. I'm Same. gonna look right now. Yeah, who knows? It is. It is. Holy shit, Christy was right. Is that right? Really? Hey, wife, you were right! Okay, <laughs> uh, what did you guys think about the way that they, like, kind of alluded to who the, the killer was? Because there was a couple different people you could accuse of being the killer. There was Woody... Uh, the pimp or random file from your dresser that you can inspect but you can't actually read. You could assume it was Tweedle. Bluebeard was the random file? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird because they mentioned nothing in the game but he's actually a major player in the comic books. And and I think that's stupid because if they they show you the file at the very beginning of the game... But there's no option to read it. Like, you look at it and be like, oh, Bluebeard, that guy! Yeah, that's that's what I thought, too, because this was this happened before, or I played it before I read the comic books. And yeah, when they mentioned, like, Bluebeard, like, who's Bluebeard? Like, yeah, the person that, uh, that guy? the person I thought it was turned up with no head, so I guess it wasn't that person. <laughs> you thought it was Snow? Whoa, 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 whoa. Huh? Why would they drop spoilers like this? This is live. No, No, we haven't spoiled anything, and now you just fucking spoiled that huge part of the game. I would like to case in point right here. You actually spoiled the death of Snow White in the very first time we talked about this game. Yeah. Me? All right. Yeah. Who, me? You, personally, you. I don't remember that. When? We talked about it, and... Oh, during Game of the Year. During Game of the Year, we talked about it. Yeah, and you spoiled... And that was when fucking spoilers were on, man. So now, now, because everybody... No, now spoilers are not on. They have fucking listened to the goddamn New Year's show. Now spoilers are not... There wasn't even a spoiler warning. It was just like, hey, man, this totally oh shit moment just happens. We already spoiled the whole Prince Lawrence thing. The Toads... Yeah, you guys are dicks. You guys are fucking dicks. That's all I'm hearing. 
I go to the bathroom and you guys just start spoiling stuff. And no, the good part about the way that I played this is watching that Once Upon a Time show and playing this game is I totally thought in my head that it was the Snow White in the TV show that got killed. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't expecting it in the game at all. And then when it happened, and I'm like, oh, I'm retarded. Well, since it's out of the bag, to be fair, I don't think getting your head cut off is grounds for a character being dead in this universe. I think it is. It- yeah, I think it is too. I don't know. It's like, like Highlander. I bet you got to cut the head off and then like destroy the head somehow. Like pay yeah. the brain. Yeah, like like throw it into a fire it in or some parts of the country. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I like that axe looked pretty axe, fucking yeah, definitive. Yeah. And, and right uh, I mean, Woody's head there, right in the brain. I mean, what's the neck? The neck is nothing. You just stick that thing back on the body. A couple of stitches, good to go. I bet she comes back and she has stitches all the way around here. <laughs> Uh, like the dialogue Trevor. in that game, like the writing, is just top-notch, too, because when you're interrogating Woody in the bar and he's, like, going through his little breakdown and he's like, I was there to rob her, you know? And you're like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah that and he goes book. into the backstory about how when he was when he saved Red Riding Hood from the Big Bad Wolf, he was actually at her house to rob her. Yeah. I think that oh, that's yeah, cool yeah. how they, like, expand on, on the existing stories that everyone knows and, like... They humanize yeah, that them. Woody. That they Woody's like, a fucking dick. They, they take, like... Oh, how would this be in the real world? Like, t- in today's world, there aren't really those gallivanting heroes. Like, what if you showed up to, like, Robert? Yeah. It's gritty. It's dark. Mm-hmm. I like that beauty is cheating on Beast. That's, That's not, not necessarily true. Maybe. You're maybe. Into maybe. Why are maybe. you jumping to conclusions? They have well, true love. I, well, do they? Do they? Sneaking around in the bushes, Beast felt you know, like. If you know what I mean. Hey, do you know? Do you know what my wife's been up to? And Bigby's like, listen, I want to. I want to stay out of this. Yeah, that's what I said too. I'm like, this is none of my business. I hope they don't do a thing where um, they withhold information from you that Bigby knows. Like, I hope season two or episode two, we don't find out that like Bigby and Beauty totally had this fling. And they just didn't show you that at the time because of that. I don't reasons. think that's gonna happen. No. I don't think that's gonna happen. No. It's gonna be something like Beauty is. I don't know. Like in he, she knows who's doing the killings, but there's like a reason for it. I don't know. That's what I think is gonna happen. Maybe somebody's trying to cull, like people like Toad, people who are in danger to the other fables. For the greater good, man. But I, I feel like it's going to be this Bluebeard guy, and the entire reason it's going to be is because he hates the Big Bad Wolf. Why because does Bluebeard hate the Big Bad Wolf? not even a real fable, is it? Who yeah, knows? It probably, he probably is. Probably. It's probably connected somewhere, but... I feel like they're going to do that where they just... They, they, they generate a fable to be the bad guy because they don't want to single out any one favorite fable. They don't do... Fable. They don't... I... There's no, there's no, no way they would do that. Every single character to, so yeah. far has been... You can link it back to a real fable. A yeah. real story or a character from... Like, Sleepy Hollow isn't necessarily a even fable, that, but... Even that prostitute and... That that gets... That, she, that, yeah, you know what? You're, you got a point there. That, the yeah, but I don't know. Head? Maybe it's, in, it's entirely possible that Prince Lawrence and somebody is a story somewhere, right? Wasn't, wasn't she... Well, didn't they explain her fable? Wasn't that the one with, like, the goat? 
Something. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, I think that one was fabricated for this because she wears I that, bet not. that skin bag. I bet you it's it, just because we don't know it doesn't mean it's not Real. Like it's the thing is the thing is it's not all fairy tales. Like some of them are just characters from old stories like like Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow isn't a fairy tale, but they still have Ichabod Crane as your the mayor's yeah, but the headless dude or whatever. Is a story from from forever. Sure, okay, but I mean, I, I bet that every single fable in there is, in some way, is tied back to either some mythology or some story or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I believe that that's how it is, too. Like Maybe why, not from our if culture, you're, If you're but, already casting the big bad wolf as the hero, why wouldn't you cast Woody as the villain, you know what I mean? That's true. So Interesting, as as, interesting take on it. As soon as I got to the end, I instantly regretted who I chose to chase after because I looked at the I? I looked at the statistics and I only sided with thirteen percent of people. Who did you chase? I went after Woodsman. Really? I did too. Yeah. And my I had wasn't there some way to take Woody like there was some way you knew it wasn't Woody, wasn't there? There was some way to cross him off the suspect list at that point. No, you could cross him off the list based on the conversation you had with Snow, but you couldn't be definitive. Like, there wasn't a 100% he didn't do it. It was just like, yeah, you know, he. I'm going with my gut instinct as Sheriff Big Bad Wolf. I'm going after Tweedledee. That's not going to be any of them. That's sort of what I, what I hate is but that... I, I would rather know what he was doing in that closet than know what... Woody was doing yeah. in between the time I fucking Tweedledee is a lot more suspect than Woody yeah. right now. As soon as I chose to go after Woodsman, I instantly thought of that. Like, you know what? I made the wrong fucking choice. I didn't even have to make a choice. I'm just like, I can go after Tweedledee. I'm chasing him. Yeah. Maybe you get, maybe no you catch up with, with him, and then you and Woody like team up. They're like, oh yeah, you know what? We fought for long enough. Let's get to the bottom of this. Because didn't Woody like, uh, didn't he like Snow as well or something? It's been no, so no, long they, since he I had played this. To do with, with Snow White, no. No, I thought he was okay. Well, whatever. I like the Woodsman. I hope that he sticks around. He is one of the best characters, along with Toad. Forget Big B. I just want Toad and the Woodsman like buddy cop style, <laughs> solving crimes. What about Colin the Pig? Yeah, that's cool too, though. Yeah, that guy. Like that. That was real like that cool. Thing. How you got home, and it's like. Yeah, you know, you fucked me over pretty hard. He laid it on pretty thick. I was getting annoyed at, of him by the end of I was this close to not giving him a sip of my whiskey. I let him have some. I, I let him have glass. some. At the very I last he had the moment. option to set the glass in front of him and then tip it over so he had to lick it off the dirty floor. Smash his <laughs> face into it. Uh, the, the first time he asked for the whiskey, I was going to give it to him. But the options were, like, ambiguous because I was intoxicated at the time. Yeah, and uh, I took a drink, and I thought I was going to give him a drink, and he's like, you fucking asshole. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. It's an honest mistake. I would have given you a drink had I been able to read. <laughs> so, Wolf Among Us, anything else? I'm looking forward to episode two of this more than I am for episode two of Walking Dead. I am, too. Yeah, so am I. But that being said, I think uh, episode two of Walking Dead will have some shocking shit and knock yeah. it out of the park. It'll probably blow us away when it comes, but... Yeah, they just didn't leave any like real strong hooks, whereas this yeah. totally did. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know if uh, if there's going to be a season two of Wolf Among Us, if they'll be able to maintain, because it's already started out so good. That's yeah. how season one of, of Walking Dead started out, and they maintained throughout. See, I don't know. There's no, Walking Dead season one did not start off as powerful as this did, though. Because no, you, it... you ended at the farmhouse, and you at least had some inkling that you might be okay for a little while. At the end of this, it's just like, shit hits the fan, you're left with your mouth fucking dropped wide open in a fucking... But I think they this just is a did different... that moment, and you're like, holy shit. This is different in that Walking Dead was about, oh fuck, how am I going to survive? And then this game is just about, okay, how am I going to figure this out? There's no real inherent danger, so I think it's, it's drawing on different emotions, which is why I think I, I'm equally excited for both. I think this one is already a little bit more important to me because of the fact, like, the subject matter that they're using, like, all these old stories. Yeah. It's like, I'm more interested to know their take on what happens with all these old fables than I am about what Clementine does with her stitched-up fucking arm. (laughs) But I'm so invested in the Walking Dead character specifically her and just that universe and what's going on that I want to I want to see it through. So like, yeah, I mean, like I'll see it through, but if they both come out on the same day, I'm playing Wolf Among Us first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eric, that's it for me other than more Luigianoids. Luigianoids and the Luigi Luigi I can get a leaning tower of Luigi now. What does that do? That's just what I call it. Basically, you stack up all your Luigi's and jump on people. It's like two, three hundred Luigi's, and the game's cool, man. This game does not sound like it appeals to me at all. It's fucking awesome. It's cool. I don't know about Mario. It's, it's tied me. It's tied me over till Bravely Default, which apparently Matt thinks is a child porn game. I judge only on the fact that I saw a naked child on the front of that uh, box did art. The, so did you see the link I sent you about? They're actually toning it down for the Western release. In yeah, yeah, Japan, I did. it's like super nude. Oh, I checked that is, out, is and none of those pictures are super nude. Like yeah. nothing is that big no, of a deal. No, it's it's not. It isn't really. Is that the card game with like the nude? Uh, all the characters are female or whatever. No, and you can get collect. It's a it's an RPG for 3DS. But I want to hear <laughs> more about what Oliver's talking about. Got 150 bucks to buy new cards. <laughs> Cars and naked ladies, and they're all different. I thought I heard about this, but I I guess not. Maybe, maybe not. Anyways, whatever. Uh, Who are we on to? I don't even know. Kevin. Uh, I played Wolf Among Us. Tell me about it. Tell me about Wolf Among Us. Spoiler free, please. Yeah, try to keep (laughs) close to a minimum. No, uh, the only thing I really want to talk about is March 4th. Is that the day Titanfall comes out? I don't. No, that's the official release date of South Park. Oh, did you see that dev that I sent you? I did. I watched it, and that game looks so good. Oh, absolutely. Week from Tuesday. South Park, really? Well, a month and a week from Tuesday. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just like, I saw fourth. Yeah, (laughs) month and a week from Tuesday ish. I might be really, like, out of the loop here, but I don't think South Park... Like, I know South Park is funny. It's just the delivery the delivery of the show and, like, just the way it is doesn't appeal to me at all. Watch Let me ask you a question. Diary. 
It's not. No, I'm not going to watch a developer diary of a thing that I'm not interested in. Let me ask you a question. Do you like Family Guy? Not really. Like, okay, yes, well, but not really. My entire argument just flew out the window. You, are you going to say that South Park is way better than Family Guy? No, I'm going to say they're polar opposites on oh. the comedic scale. Like, you actually have to be I intelligent I like to enjoy Fam- South Park. It's not true at all. <laughs> I like Family Guy more than I like South Park. See, and I'm the opposite because I think South Park comments on a lot of social stuff going on, and they do it in an intelligent manner where it's it's satire on the real world. Yeah, it's that's how is exactly it an intelligent it manner though. It's literally swear like swear jokes. Like, look how funny it is because these kids are saying fuck on television, and, and it's poop all jokes. See, and that's it's, all you get and from it's, the show. No, I get the satirical. Uh, you know, they do cover a lot of hot topic issues in very satirical ways, but it's not, they're not covering them in super intelligent ways. It's like, we took this issue, and then, what if instead of talking about this issue, this character shits himself? <laughs> There's an episode of South Park. That's funny. Yeah, yeah that's how I see it, too. I, like, that's not thing, an entire that, episode. That's 14 seconds of an episode, and they put it together with a lot more effort than that. All that surface shit of South Park does not appeal to me. Like, the, the, the Hanky... Is that guy still even a character? No. The fucking poo guy? What's but no, it's great like, about that game is that there's, there's absolutely nothing that is off-limits. I mean, Matt and Trey have gotten to the point where anything goes. They're going to make fun of anybody and everybody equally. And hey, I think when that's you what, go to the Academy Awards on acid, there's really no other way you can go but up. Yeah, dressed as women with cocaine under your nose. <laughs> is that what they did? Yeah, yes, and then when anybody would ask them, you know, what, why are you guys dressed up as, as women or anything like that, they'd say, like, beautiful, magical night. It's a magical it's evening. Yeah, it's a magical evening. See, that doesn't... And then they were saying about halfway through the, the Academy Awards, they were coming down off their acid, and they said the, the, the only thing worse than going to the Academy Awards in a dress is, is coming down off acid and realizing you're at the Academy Awards in a dress and can't get out of it. <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> Uh, tell me about more about South Park. I don't even know why I'm still hosting this show. Like, hasn't this joke gone far enough? I don't want to host this show. What's the joke? I'm not going to be here next Sunday, so you have to care. The show must go on. I'm not going to be here this this Sunday either. I got so comfortable. Well, you better start Whoa. training. You better start training your replacement in an awful hurry, then. <laughs> Kevin, tell me more about South Park: The Stick of Truth. Honestly. I don't really know a lot about it, other than the fact that they that Matt and Trey have said that it's going to play like a South Park episode. Like the the art style is the exact same as the show, so their whole shtick of why they wanted to do the game was because they want somebody to walk in on you playing the game and being like, "Oh, you're watching South Park," and be like, "No, actually, I'm playing South Park." They wanted to achieve that that specific level of shittiness in the graphics that make you think it's a cartoon. And seeing the the demo that they did at E3, it's like they totally nailed it. Oh, absolutely! That game is going to sell itself. I'm that not to me early contender game of the year. Twenty. I think what's most in, enticing about it is that it's actually going to be hopefully a well thought out RPG. I want it to come out and just bomb. I sort of do too. 
See, all I these all these years of development pushed back so much. Everybody losing their fucking minds about this game. I would yeah. love for it to just be just a hot pile of like not that it's broken. Like it works fine. It's just a bad game. Yeah, not funny. To me, like the movie says, I want this to fail so that those guys stop drawing attention to this game. Yeah, stop because telling me about South Park. It already failed. Yeah, this this anytime this game is mentioned, I'm like, fuck, I don't care about this game at all. <laughs> But that again, that's the hater in me. So I don't think I don't it's know. possible for it to fail, though. Like, sure, it could be like the critics could say it sucks. Like, Gamespot could give it a four in the Metascore bullshit. But you're still gonna sell 10 million copies. People are still gonna buy the game. Mm. I'd love, I'd love for it to be bad enough that they just nope. They'll never make another South Park game again. <laughs> that's the best case scenario out of this for me. Honestly, I think that even if the game does well, they won't make another one. Because Matt and Trey have been so hands-on with this game, and they said the only way that they'll make a game again after the shitty N64 South Park snowball fighting game... <laughs> like, come on. Like, every South Park game that has come out so far has been a pile of trash. Yeah, let's it's, keep it they, going, man. They said the only way that they would do a game again is if they were hands-on from start to finish with the entire development of the game. And they and that, were. That's the and case that's for this why one, right? it's taken so long for it to come out. Because they're hands-on with the game and they're hands-on with the show. That's why I don't think it's going to be bad is because they've been so hands-on with it. The show it, is amazing because they write every episode. But just because... It might be a fine episode of South Park. That doesn't mean it's going to be a good game. Just because they can make a funny TV show doesn't mean they know the first thing about making a good RPG. Yeah, but that's... The thing is, we've talked on and on and on about story is the most important part of a game. We just finished talking about Wolf Among Us where it's a quick time game with a good story, right? Like if the I story don't think of an the South Park, of South game Park is, good, is a good story. But if you enjoy South Park... I do enjoy South Park. So you couldn't get behind playing a 15-hour long episode of South Park? Uh, maybe. It, it, like, I, find, I like South Park, but I find it uh, very... On the nose. Almost too much sometimes. See, I don't even know if you're the type of guy who can even play real RPGs. I don't even know what that means. I've played like plenty that. of RPGs. Skyrim this wall. is not a real RPG. Look at this RPG. wall. Look at this wall. Have you tried Nino All these RPGs. Let me tell you about Dragon Age. What is that? That is not a real RPG. No, Let me tell you about... We're talking about menu-based... RPGs. Oh, you mean archaic fucking games that they don't make anymore for a reason? There's a reason that those aren't still the most popular type of games? Yeah, I probably wouldn't want to play one of those for 15 hours. You're right. You oh, man. I can't believe you just said Dragon Age is better than every Final Fantasy game ever released. Yes, all Final Fantasy games are super fucking boring. It no could be text. It could literally just be text and be as interesting. Are you guys losing Matt? Let me interest you in the Ultima series, where the original yeah. game was just ones and zeros. Like, everything was a, a zero cool. to nine. Any game is. And you had you know, to know ones what the zeros was. Yeah, respect. I sort of get where both of you are coming, and this, this conversation is pretty funny. Are you taking a picture? Are you taking a selfie right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I see what you guys are saying, and uh, I'm just going to take a selfie. Uh... <laughs> 
This is me agreeing with you guys. I'm going to post this on <laughs> I'm just going to mark Twitter the occasion here. Uh, uh, OJ underscore no, A underscore. He's going to put it on Whisper. He's just yeah, secretly agreeing. I'm whispering this shit. Yeah, that's, that's his confession. Hold I one time, really, I really agreed with Kevin. I, I agree with both these guys. <sighs> no other games, Kev? No, no I played one game this week, and I'm super proud of myself, so go fuck yourself. I'm proud of you, too. Thanks. Proud of you. <laughs> uh, I guess that leaves me then, doesn't it? Is this how this works? I yeah. get to talk now. Yeah, you do yourself sure. last. Play Don't Starve. Hey, okay. Yeah, I played a lot of Don't Starve. That game is fun. Have and you starved? No, I've died of like darkness for most of the thing. Cause mm. how do you die from darkness? Because once if you if you ever get caught in the dark. Spiders or something will get, come get you. You okay, can sleep so you through it. Spiders, not darkness. Well, when you look at your obituaries page, it says you die of darkness. Yeah, you as you're in the dark, your sanity slowly decreases, and you can die from losing all your sanity. It's oh, like right. a, it's just another I've, meter. Yeah, I've pretty much instantly died because of whatever monsters lurk in the dark. Do you know if you build a straw mat, you can sleep through the night without a light source? Oh, really? And it, and it also recovers sanity. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't gotten really. Too deep into it, I've gotten... My longest run has been probably, like, six days. But, um... Really? Like, I'm on my first run still, and I'm at, like, 16 or 17 days. Well, I didn't really understand how, how this, this game goes. But then, like, once I unlocked the new character, I, I, I played as much as I could with the uh, regular character, and then I switched over to the new character. And I really like new characters. It's the girl with the lighter. And yeah. You have the pyromaniac, and she always, she's always talking about how shit... Uh, how shit is either flammable or not flammable, and how disappointed she is when shit isn't flammable. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's I, I I like that character. I like the art style in that game, like the 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 for the most part. Yeah, the two D kind of hand drawn. Yeah, super cool. Um, the crafting I'm not too wild about. Like I don't really like Minecraft or anything. And uh, we talked about it about Rust, about all the cra the crafting. Um mechanics but this one is kind of easy yeah it yeah because because things are in abundance right but that being said there are like a, a fucking ton of unique resources and even from that those get manufactured into these like derivatives and like that's sort of what i hate is that there's fucking hundreds of components to make these things. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. Like, it goes deep, deep. Because then you can craft, like, this this physics machine to get more, to get more like, uh, recipes or whatever. And then even further, you get this alchemist machine to get more uh, recipes. And yeah, it goes it goes pretty deep. Yeah, it's a, it's a quirky little thing. Uh, you mentioned last week that you didn't, you, you didn't like the fact that once you died... That wipes everything. You just start again. Yeah. Which, yeah, sort of sucks. But, I mean, the experience that you gain, because that's the only time you, you gain experience, right, is when you die? Like, not... You're not gaining... Like, you, the player, are yeah. learning about the game. You're not... Yeah. There's no experience meter that is, like, increasing in game. But there's a thing... There's a meter at the end where you, where you can keep unlocking, like, different characters, I think. Is that is that the only yeah. reason yeah, for you, this meter? Yeah, yeah, you unlock the character. There's like five or six different characters yeah, you can watch. And yeah. that that sort of interests me because if it was just the one character, um, 
it would kind of get dumb, but since unlocking this character, and she has like she has that lighter she carries on uh, carries with her. She's impervious to fire damage or whatever, and that's interesting. So I'm curious to unlock different other um, characters and see where their special abilities lead them. Yeah. Because, I mean, walking around that world is interesting enough, but having these kind of powers kind of boosts that. And, like, yeah. even walking around, you see you see weird things that you're kind of curious about. Like, there's, there's that town of pigs that often pops up, and I've seen... Big herds of buffalo. Beefalo. Beefalo. I'm, Beefalo. I'm assuming that once you can start attacking those, those are a good source of food. But I'm sure like that's not going to be fun to do. No, it's uh, actually the the the, the beefalo. Uh, this guy figured out how to kill beefalo with no right. equipment and take no damage. How do you do that? There's a th- the the way they they attack every certain amount of steps, and it's a big lunge. So if you keep running, they'll do their lunge and not hit you, and then you can turn around and you. Hit him, hit him, hit him, and you know that usually have time. Like you can time it. You'll you'll go hit, 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 and then they'll come to attack. So you run back, and then you know that you have time to go hit, 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 and then they'll attack. So you have to run back, and then hit, 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 and then you kill them, and then meat flies out of them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them, so you, you gotta get one. You gotta get one at a time. Yeah. yeah. If you if you get more than one, just keep running until one of them drops, and you you only have one on you. Hmm, but yeah, yeah. It's good tips. Uh, I think that I game's know. kind of kind of boring. Like that first, the like first an, part. I don't know if there's an overarching story. I know there's kind of a thin story, and I know that I always complain about my, liking my games about story. But this one is totally just kind of got me apparently, really interested. Apparently, there is a story. You you yeah. start finding, uh, you'll sort of find them around the world. I don't know if you found any. You'll find these unique items that they don't really tell you what they're for. Like I found uh, a ring, or it's or something, where it's like this would. Be a great piece to an interdimensional transportation device. You're like, oh, what is, what does that mean? Apparently, once you get all those, you start jumping world to world, and then I guess the story unveils something about a demon has trapped you in this hell or something. I don't, I don't really know. That's something. Yeah, so I'm gonna keep playing that. That that game's fun. That game's that's, real fun. That's free on uh, PSN Plus right now, right? Yep. For PlayStation Four. Yeah. Eric, oh, sorry, you don't have a PlayStation 4. Not yet. I did put one on the baby registry, though. Oh, did you? Do you really think that somebody's going to buy you that? It's necessary. You need it to raise your kid. I need something to do when the kid refuses to sleep at night. Yeah, you feed it rum until it sleeps. Yeah, a little little cough syrup, a little rum, you know? I posted that on Facebook, and somebody gave me some really snarky response about, how about you actually be a parent and rock your baby? I'm like... And oh, you missed the joke. Who was it? One of my aunts. Uncle Tom. Oh, aunt, aunt Tom. Uncle aunt. Tom. No, it was... It's, it's funny. Registering for baby stuff is a pain in the butt. The, the, the thing that you really only need is diapers. So okay. if every single person who comes to your baby shower brings you diapers, you will be more See, happy than the start. The, we're not doing the whole disposable diaper stuff. Oh, so. you're... Seriously, trust me. My brother said the same thing. You will make it two months, maybe, okay. before you decide that the extra two thousand dollars is worth yeah. it. So, like, do you put these non-disposable diapers in the in the in the laundry machine? Is so that... it's it, one it's of a... my friends does this. She's done it with all her kids. She swears by it. 
so we're going to give it a shot. And um, is it a service? No, it's no. Everybody you clean the shit yourself. Listen, literally. Everybody thinks that they're these the old-fashioned cloth diapers with the pins, and they're just like napkins that you fold over their their butt, and then they crap into that, and then you got to spray it out in the toilet, and and that's and not that's it basically at all. exactly what it is. No, it's not. <laughs> what is it then? It's they're called look them up. They're called thirsties, and they're like these fashion diapers, whatever. They've got different designs on them. They've got an insert that goes into it, and basically. You, you you designate one load of laundry for doing diapers, and you just throw the diaper and everything in there. You just unbutton it so the the uh, the the part that absorbs all the piss and everything gets kind of tunnels itself out, and you just throw everything in the wash, and it takes care of it. I mean, if there's a huge turd, obviously you spray that out. But that sounds you're gonna spend like baby a lot poop? more time spraying turds than you think. There's no consistency to baby poop. It's yeah. really right. It's just like yeah. random. It's like well, it looks like. Baby food, basically. It's like when they're, when they're breastfeeding, the the poop is really, really, uh, really mushy, and it's like you just God. throw it in the wash and it goes away. Gross. No, you, uh, you, you sir, are gonna have a ruined washing machine. Yeah, you know how like if you don't put those little tablets in every now and again, the washing machine kind of gets that little funk just from you know because it has water in it and and that kind of gets a little stinky. Imagine that, but imagine that you're throwing literal shit in the human shit into your laundry machine, not just every now and again, every single day. Maybe yes. I should prep my washing machine by just... For the next two years, no at least. Nah. I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be environmentally conscious. Yeah, just use all that water. It's like, probably... Except you know. a disposable diaper sits in a landfill for like 15 years. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's natural, really, man. Honestly, decomposes. What's it made of? Paper? If you think about it, as long as it decomposes by the time your life is over, there's no carbon footprint because it's already gone. That's that not what sense. carbon footprint means. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> it means you have a net zero. Well, if, it would mean that if all... I throw something away right now that takes 20 years to decompose and I live 20 more years... My net is still zero. Only if that thing had a net zero carbon footprint of being made. If someone went into the forest and pulled a diaper off the diaper tree, then yes. (laughs) Yes, net carbon footprint zero. Did you know that some of those, the the very first plastic water bottles that were ever made are just finally now starting to decompose? Good thing I never used the first ones. That was like only 100 years ago, right? I got a water bottle with a filter in it. I just reuse mine. What's up? I leave, my PS- now, I leave, bitch. I leave my computer and my PS3 on all day, though, so, you know, I, I give a little take a little. <laughs> I've heard of the cloth diaper, serv- uh, ah, cloth diaper service, where you just do your thing and they'll pick up as often as you need. Like, it sounds like that would be more completely. expensive than using disposable diapers. Yeah. But it's the whole, it's the whole like, uh, environmental Do you want to know what sold me thing. on it? We were out looking at diapers. And a pack of like 140 of them is like $65. And a kid, a newborn, will shit through about 12 diapers a day. 12 diapers a not day? True at I think all. you just made that. Yeah, no, I'm going to say you just so made that number true. up. I'm going to say you that just made that up. That is so many. I don't mm-hmm. think that's true. Newborn. All right, I know we. I know I said this would ruin the podcast, but we're, we need to. We need to go to the ref on this one. No, the way it works is if you use disposable diapers, you're spending about $2,000 a year on diapers for a baby. 
if you're using cloth diapers, you're spending about $500 a year. This checks out. I don't know. Yeah. I Googled so how many diapers, diapers does a newborn between... go through in a day. Someone says 10 to 12. Yeah. See? I have done my research. I'm not incompetent. I'm not sure if the internet is something I would believe on this. I was I talking to my friend who had a bunch of kids, and she says they will shit through 10 to 12 diapers a day while they are breastfeeding. It's yeah. just milk. Imagine going on a milk diet. You know, it costs you money to wash those diapers, though, right? The, the laundry machine's not free. Yeah, but no, the it's cost a lot of water... Cheaper, it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper than purchasing disposable diapers. But the, the convenience factor of the disposable yeah, diapers is totally worth it in this mm-hmm. situation. There's a convenience factor. Very Coming from people so. who who literally throw money away on video games, <laughs> to have something that you can actually visibly see is making your life better. Just just go disposable. If fuck I the environment. Disposables, then I would fuck have your no... child's generation and just go disposable. How about I just go the other way like some parents and just not put diapers on their kids and let yeah. them shit everywhere. Now we're talking. Is that uh, a thing? Yes. No, that's not uh, a thing. It, yeah, free, free range babies, gross. man. You just yeah. you just let them go in that, you know, just cry, let them go the in the field. And, in okay, if you're on a, a farm, bit of water out there. you can let your baby roam around in the field by itself from zero well, to six not, months. Not by its. You put like a big German shepherd or something out there to keep the wolves <laughs> away. Like, come on. Don't be... Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> like you need you need a, a herd dog, of course. Just make sure but... that the baby doesn't step on the electrical floor plates. Yeah. Well, obviously Otherwise, because you're going to run yeah. the, the maze yourself. That's right. Don't you don't the, the baby's no good as a yeah. as a trap. <laughs> Unless I get you I guess you could throw it. At well, someone. hold on. What if the baby is so cute that the robber picks up the baby and then the baby's like, "Oh, I'm really a bomb." I get well. What's <laughs> up? Ah, sucker. <laughs> You'd have to have a lot of kids if people keep robbing your house often, though. Yeah. It's like, all right. Ah, they're easy. They're easy to make. Big brother Jimmy is gone. It's time for little brother Jimmy Jr. to be the. I don't mom. think that's how naming conventions go. <laughs> have you had more than one kid yet? I don't think you know it how naming conventions go. go. Jimmy, and then you have another kid named Jimmy. And that's Jimmy Jr. Because the first one would be Jimmy Jr. No, you can name him. What you if your name, name is whatever Jimmy? The hell you what want? if you just decide from this moment on it's time to start the Jimmy train? Yeah, it's little Jim, and uh, the kids will call him Jim Joe. You know, it shortens up. We're real good there. <laughs> that's not right. Yeah, then Oliver, you, can have you uh, Jimmy the third. You play anything else, Oliver? Yeah, I played a game called Republic. Republic. Oh, little Mr. David Hayter, uh, Jennifer Hale, basically Jennifer the entire Hale. cast of Metal Gear. Carrie Payton's in there, too. Yeah. Brian Payton's the one that's making this game. It's a whole Metal Gear uh, reunion. It's awesome. It's an it's iOS not, game. It's not awesome. It's pretty cool, though. <laughs> Tell yeah. me about your Republic. Uh, iOS game. Uh, Eric, what? you heard of this? No, I'm looking it up right now. Um, okay. It's so Ryan Payne. He used to be like uh, I don't really know what his title was, but he used to work. Lead design. He was like almost second in command when uh, Metal Gear Four came out. But uh, he had since stopped working for uh, Hideo Kojima and uh, started his own thing called Camouflage. And I think this is this his first game. Yeah. But uh, it's on it's on the iPad and. Yeah, like the voice actors, uh, uh, David Hayter, 
who I don't know if people don't know, but he played Solid Snake, is in there. Also, Jennifer Hale, who's done a lot of voice acting. Female Shepherd. Yeah, female Shepherd. Naomi. Dr. Naomi Campbell? No, that's not right. What's her name? Uh, Naomi. I don't know. I don't remember. Naomi now. Hunter. There you go. Sure. Uh, and even uh, the guy who plays Drebin is in it. He's super cool, too. Um. It's a stealth game, and uh, you don't. You play as sort of kind of like a nameless figure who can hack into like cameras and uh, control panels and stuff, but you're trying to help this one girl escape. And I haven't played much of it actually. I only just downloaded it this morning. But um, you're trying to help her escape because she's being accused of reading this manifesto, which is written by this kind of freedom fighter, who I think is David Hayter. I haven't I haven't come across his character yet, but like you you see around around like this uh, control center where they have like um, uh, cameras. The, no, they have they have like cork boards full of like uh, just like strings leading into things, and they're trying to hunt this guy down. It's a whole investigation on this guy named. Zobek. Is that their name? I don't think that's the name. Something like that. Sure, but yeah. it's like David Hayter's face, and I'm like, I recognize that motherfucker. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, super early into it, but it's... Um, you're, you're helping this girl, and you're unlocking doors for her, and you're telling her where to go. And you can sneak around, and you can pickpocket like soldiers and stuff. And it seems really interesting to me. I don't really know where it's where it's headed right now, and it's a five. It's a series of five episodes. So, uh, how much are they? I think it's fifteen bucks for the season pass. And it's iOS only right now. I think so. Uh, can you get it on your Android, Matt? Not right now. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, fifteen bucks. Uh, super interesting. I think I'm really into it because of the the sort of Metal Gear pedigree, but I would like to hear other people's uh, opinions on it. I think it's getting pretty good uh, reviews, anyways. But um, it's not on Android yet. No. Oh yeah, you have Android. Yeah, exclusively on uh, the App Store right now. Hmm. It was kickstarted. I remember this being kickstarted two years ago, like a, a long time ago, long, long time ago. That's cool, because actually you can, as as this silver, sort of overseeing character that you play, you can kind of see the profiles and uh, the profiles of these random, like, guards walking around, and if you click on their, like, their passports, it'll show you, like, I think it's a picture of the actual person, but it'll also be stamped, like, a uh, Kickstarter backer, so all those guys oh, are getting, okay, yeah. they're so getting like- recognition for, for their contributions. So it's like people who donated so much, they get yeah, their info yeah. put in as miscellaneous yeah, guards. Instead of, instead of just like a shitty end, end credit kind of recognition, these guys are literally in the game and you can see their picture. Hmm, cool. Yeah. I don't know. It looked it looked interesting. Like you're sort of tapping the screen to switch your view between cameras. You're kind of telling her when to... When when to move and when to hide and yeah yeah because you can you can see the guards and you can see their pattern and they're walking a distinctive pattern just like any other stealth game but yeah you, you'll tell her to okay well it's it's safe to cross so go and she'll she'll go run and um, you'll be collecting intel 
whether it be like um, an email that that you can hack into or a telephone conversation that you can listen to, into or like um, that type of thing or like uh, just information on the wall. You can take all this intel and um, give it to this information broker and he will give you points to unlock other skills. Like hacking into emails isn't a skill that is readily available. You have to collect some of this intel and sell it to him and then he will unlock your ability to do that. There's one other point that I want to mention on this, but I totally forgot about it. Ask me anything about Republic. I won't be able to answer it in depth. Uh, um, That's it. Feel like feel like you covered it. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, the whole thing to me looks like. You remember that part from the Watch Dogs demo where uh, the, guy, the what's his name Aiden or whatever is controlling the statues. And he's right, like, yeah. he's like, okay, you gotta go now because he moved the statues in such a way, and the guy can run across and not get seen. It yeah, looks like that, but yeah, that's exactly you know, ex- expanded out into a, a whole game. I don't know if this will keep on like this. I imagine it would, but shit. Oh, what's it? Are you just gonna start playing Metal Gear right now? No, that was my <laughs> telephone ring. Hopefully, she calls my my. Yeah, never mind. Uh, other than that, I went snowboarding yesterday. That was fun. Drove out to the mountains. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How was that? Uh, wh- which mountains? Jasper? Jasper. Hmm. Yeah, four-hour drive. A lot of snow? Four-hour drive, like an eight-hour uh, session, boarding session, and then another eight-hour drive home. So, fucking that makes for you a picked long the, You day. picked up another four hours on the way home? What yeah, the fuck? I was going to say. Took you twice as long to get home? No, sorry, four hours there and four hours yeah. back. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that is yeah. that is a long day, especially after, like, you are tired as shit after yeah. snowboarding that long. Oliver, let me ask you a question. Why don't you do the, like, the snow tour buses that they do every weekend? They're, like, 109 bucks, and they drive you there, and then Mainly you get a cost. pass, and then it drives you home. Mainly cost, because it's not, it's like, it's more like $180, because you get... The lift pass for eighty bucks plus the ride is essentially eighty a uh, hundred dollars. And with us, it was four people. We all paid for our own lift passes, so that's whatever. And then we slip, uh, we we split the cost, which is a hundred dollars in gas between four people. Yeah, I guess with it, four people, cheaper. it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, the 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 not having to drive yourself factor is like... yeah yeah. And we just we just got done hassling Eric about the the convenience of diapers but this is totally different <laughs> i am no stranger to the 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 five six hour drive it's what i have to do to yeah. make it back to edmonton every time now and like driving is not a big deal i mean i i always save up podcasts for the week so i'm i'm listening to podcasts there and back so it's okay yeah it's totally so you're fun. not engaging with conversation yeah the other three people in the vehicle are just like fuck we have to listen to another episode of fucking manatank podcasts <laughs> fuck so all you know what pretty much they want to drive they can listen to whatever they want otherwise exactly, exactly. we're gonna it hear has... me talk about this fucking video game for the next three and a half hours <laughs> so saddle in they're sleeping anyways right so they're they're the fuckers that are not engaging me in conversation so, the fucking driver that needs to stay up I so would i'm say putting the, in this the, the person who drives shouldn't have to pay for shit because that's kind of a punishment in and of itself. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, like, I mean, somebody has to drive, deal. so we're, we're just splitting the cost. 
So you drove both ways. Um, I drove all the way there. I drove all the way there, and after the mountain, Amber drove for like uh, about an hour, just so I could get, uh, catch a couple of Z's. And then a couple Zeds actually. Zed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well spoken. Uh, well spoken. Here, here. And then once I once I once I got my nap through, I, I took took the took the steering wheel again and drove drove home. Hmm. It's all right. It's we've been doing it. We've been doing it the last couple of years, so I'm okay with it. Four hours isn't even. No. No. It, four hours is nothing. It is. Than that to L.A. Sort of shitty because last time we did it. Our drive home was just like whiteout conditions. Like I could not see ten feet in front of me, and it was the sketchiest shit I've ever done. Like I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I mean, that's like, life in Canada, man. There's instances <laughs> like that that doesn't make that don't make it worth it. But like the day on the mountain that day was actually really good. So I guess it's worth it. But you know, yeah, not every, worth every everybody will have that situation where you're like, well, I probably shouldn't be driving, and I certainly shouldn't be driving as fast as I am, but, you know, I do, gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Yeah, like, you know what? As soon as we're done this show, I'm gonna drive down to the store, I'm gonna get myself something to eat, and then I'm gonna hopefully not crash. <laughs> you saw it here. He's advocating drunk driving. She looks like he's drinking orange juice. Just, that's all I see. I just understand that I am able to drive drunk better than most, so I well, yeah, will... You know, put put the pedal down and just get there and back as fast as you can. I mean, it's minimum amount of time in the car. It'll be fine. Yeah. I actually do it, do it in uh, reverse. So I parked so I can't out get your front. License plate. I parked out front last night, and uh, my entire front windshield was frosted over. And I noticed that early this morning when I woke up, and I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna drive around and park in the garage, and instead of just scraping off my windshield I just drove with completely no vision out my front window I'm just like whatever I'll probably make it around a quarter of the block and then we'll be fine I'll be in my garage (laughs) anything else Oliver you want to talk about some news here that's about me I uh yeah that's about me okay let's talk about some news not a ton of news this week but uh it'll, it'll pick up eventually yeah I, talked I feel about like this, we uh, haven't had a news segment since we started doing the show again. Yeah. No, we we always do a little bit. A little bit well, yeah, news. we do a segment, but it's just like, news, at the beginning of the segment, it's just like, yeah, there's there's not a lot well, of news this week, so we'll talk about no this vi- one thing for five minutes and then jump to emails. The PS4 came out on November 18th or whatever, and then nothing else yet has come out, so... When no video games come out, of course there's no video game news. Well, there's a lot of hype involved around the March 4th release date of South Park, The Stick of Truth. Yeah. Today's top story, let us tell you about South Park. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about these Candy Crush guys. I read this story on the radio uh, uh, this week. They're kind of a bunch of dicks. Yeah. So the, the folks behind the popular iOS game Candy Crush... Perhaps you've heard of it. Perhaps you even Not played. to be confused with Marvel Puzzle Quest, because those are two totally different games. Uh, it's almost not true, but... <laughs> the creators behind Candy Crush, they have trademarked the word candy as it applies to software... Let me see if I can do this off the top of my head. What was it? Uh, software, video games, iOS apps, ebooks. Uh, there's another thing in there, and then the last one was Baby Monitors... So if what? anybody uses the word candy in any of those contexts, look out because Candy Crush is coming for you. That's Technically, so though, it means they've registered for it. It has to be in active use for five years before it be- can become a trademark of theirs. 
And I don't think there's any way that they can trademark the word candy. No. You wouldn't like, think so, but here we find like ourselves. You're telling me if I released a game eight years from now that was called Candy Slayer. Well, I'm glad you brought I that would up. Get because sued. They've said that uh, they're only going to take the fight to... Because, you know, the, the, the iOS store, tons of, like, rip-offs and, and uh, like, very blatant rip-offs. Do you, do you so, guys know, so understand what I'm saying? If I were style game yeah. and I called it Candy Crunch, they would sue me. Yeah, that's what yeah. they're saying. They're saying that they're only going to go after those rip-offs, so, like, Candy well, Crusher or whatever, it would, an obvious rip-off of Candy Crush, they'll have to go after it. But, right now, they are currently trying to pursue legal action against Candy Slots, which is a... Can- sorry, Candy Casino colon Slots. They have a whole line of Candy Casino, casino games where you win candies because they can't market gambling to underage users... And this is the slots game, and they are currently pursuing legal action against them. And they are also, because they have Candy Crush Saga, they are also trying to pursue legal action against Banner Saga, which is that RPG that just came out last week. What's interesting about that is they initially came out and said, no, we are not targeting Banner Saga. And then a couple days later, they came out and said, okay, yeah, we're going after him for using the word saga. Yeah. Let Let me introduce you guys into a brand new way of thinking that I like to call fuck all Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay. where anytime something comes out of an American's mouth, you just say, fuck you, you're American, your opinion doesn't matter. And that's that's the world we live in today, is where people can register trademarks with the American government and try to trademark candy. And, and mm-hmm. don't even try to bullshit this you eric know you for, know that this is 100 your well nation's fault that is not we are not the only nation in the world who does stupid shit like that yeah but you're the only nation who would accept a trademark on candy Hence, absolutely it's true it 100%. is the, yeah probably I, w- I would maybe not the only nation but the only nation where it maybe would america and iran yeah, I was going to say them would what accept Uruguay Uruguay is, as a trademark is the fact that we live in a country where people North give Korea. a shit about this and say like well that company technically they have a stance for it let's let them sue it instead of there needs to be somebody in the judicial system who says that's a fucking stupid case go away yeah in but there canada be, they're that called guy judges will be, will be bribed yeah. And if he doesn't get bribed, his boss will be bribed and he will lose his job. We've become an, we and I agree with you. We've become a society of sue happy people and there's absolutely no skin in the game for the person doing the suing. So there's all the, the there's all the reason in the world to go out and sue somebody because hey, you never know, they might just settle out of court for 2 million dollars. There's yeah. no if you fail in your lawsuit, there's nothing negative that happens to you other than you may have to pay your lawyer's fees. That's it. And you're opposing lawyers' fees as well. You, no, you, you cover don't have court to. costs of the loser. Yeah, you do. Not here. I'm pretty sure that it's true, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. If you file a frivolous lawsuit, you cover the court well, costs. Well, if it gets of ruled whoever. frivolous, yeah. But I, there, there's no skin in the game. And the thing is that we've set all those precedents for, yeah, go ahead, sue it, sue, sue this person for that. And now we've, we've, we've reached critical mass where we can't go back and say no don't do that because then they're going to come out and say well you guys set the precedent for it 20 years ago with this yeah. well this I was have like precedent from this judge in this year in this case so i'm allowed to sue you this yeah. was like when uh the, the the what's his fuck who made um soul blade wanted to trademark the word edge because because of soul edge in 
you know, big whatever. It's, it's a sword and soul blade or whatever the. F- it was never a game, right? There was never. No, it was a Soul, soul Edge, Edge was the, the predecessor for Soul Calibur. Soul Edge was the very first game. Yeah, I thought Soul Blade was the very first game. Soul Edge was the first, I guess. Maybe Soul Blade existed, but I don't know. Wait. Soul Edge was before Soul Calibur, and then it became Soul Calibur because Edge got trademarked. Well, the like creator of like that, yeah. Soul Blade tried to trademark the word Edge and tried to sue Mirror's Edge back when that was coming out, and, and this was the exact same sort of thing. And it fortunately, it fell through then because someone went, this is really fucking stupid. And that's and, probably why he tried to sue Mirror's Edge because he won his his lawsuit against the Soul Calibur people. I don't... I, I Yeah, I'm not up to date enough on that story i just vaguely and remember I'm it from, either. I mean, I'm from years and years drunk, ago but, but uh <laughs> it's a real dumb story and it's and it's super fucking shitty and it doesn't surprise me at all because candy crush is kind of a super fucking shitty the it's a great that- free to play game i guess but like any of those free to play games Man, do they try and worm money out of you in some real crappy ways. As soon I read, as I uh, saw this, I mean, I had Candy Crush on my phone, and I enjoyed it. It was a good way to pass time while you're taking a dump. But um, MPQ? As soon as, I, as soon as I read this story and started to understand it, I uninstalled the game. But the way that I see it is that the Banner Saga should actually, in a way, be thankful because they are getting mountains of free press. I mean, I saw Banner Saga on Steam a couple weeks ago. I'm like, eh, you know, that looks okay, but... Now that this has exploded into the main gaming stream or gaming scene, it's like I kind of want to buy it just to yeah, support yeah. them. It's absolutely true. I I feel like I know a lot more about Banner Saga than I want to, just because I know. Not that it doesn't look like a great game. I just, it just wasn't on my radar at all. And then just from kind of close proximity of learning about this story, Banner Saga looks pretty good. I don't but know. But that's the thing, though, because let's say you buy this after the lawsuit was announced, right? The people at Candy Crush can then say that the reason that this additional income generated was because of the lawsuit, and they can then, if they win their lawsuit, get access to that money because that's technically no. theirs. No, it's not. Yes, that's exactly what will happen. No. It's more if, that... If they win their lawsuit, they can use additional by, revenue by generated because of the lawsuit as income by making such a high profile lawsuit you're understanding that you are going to be giving free press to this other company yes and winning the lawsuit will essentially put that second company into bankruptcy yeah probably but they have to prove that the banner saga is intentionally ripping off the candy crush brand so on etc 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 which yeah if somebody else were to come out with a brand of soda and call it popsy coke or, or, yeah, Popsy. Something stupid like that. Popsy's a great fucking name for a knockoff soda. <laughs> they could come out, like, they would have grounds for it. But this is a game that it's a very common word, especially when you're talking about the, the medieval-style RPG. The word saga relates handily to that. There, there's no grounds for this lawsuit. It's just them being stupid and trying to... No, it's to true. There is no grounds because... You're not going to be able to go back and sue people who came out with games before Candy Crush that have Saga in the name. So how can you how can you sue a company that comes out with a game that has Saga in the name in the future? It's yeah. it's completely pointless. But we have to blame Americans for allowing it to clog up the court systems. Un- yeah, unfortunately, this is going to this is going to get drawn out, 
and there is a chance that they could win. That's how fucked up the judicial system has gotten. It's it's gotten to the point where whoever's got the most money can basically force the system in their favor. Yes. That's all let I got to say on that. Let me just... Uh, I. It was earlier this week. It had nothing to do with this story, but uh, I read an article in the Edmonton newspaper about free iOS games, quote, free-to-play games, mm-hmm. or pay-to... Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like the, the... The game models where it's free-to-play, but you can buy things, right? It's... Candy Crush makes over a million dollars a day. Yeah in their current model. And because of that, they can afford stupid lawsuits and trying to copyright names that are completely uncopyrightable. Like a million dollars a day for a free iOS game is ridiculous. Yeah, it's not even that much money. Well, and that's what sucks, though, and that's what's, that's what's sucking the game market in the wrong direction is that people are seeing this this potential for that kind of success, and then they're just pumping out these shitty money-grab games. I mean, look at... For example, like Blacklight Retribution and Warframe and shit like that. Ghost I mean, Recon Online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you know what? It's a good thing that we here are pretty talented so we can, you know, suck the gaming industry back in the direction we want it. Like a golf ball through a garden hose. It's not. It's an uphill battle, but I mean, you know, <laughs> you suck hard enough and... and uh... <clears throat> Anybody watch that uh, Shadows of Mordor... They, they released a video sort of detailing a little bit about the gameplay, a little bit about their uh, nemesis system. Yeah, I was never even ever talking about game, that. I'm finishing so. it up right now, and this game looks fucking dope. Holy shit. Yes, thank you. Man, it looks fucking crazy. Words, I never, like, I would have never expected that from you about a Lord of the Rings IP, but... Yeah, neither did I. That's awesome. I, I saw it on, on that, that, that Google Drive thing. I'm like, I don't want to watch that thing. But then I figured I should watch it so I could have some sort of conversation. But man, that game looks fucking awesome. Holy crap. So Shadows of Mordor it. is uh, a next-gen... Uh, it, it, it looks a lot like Batman. It's a very Batman-style combat where it's free-flowing. You know, enemies are getting symbols above their heads when you have to counter them. And that's kind of your, your general combat. And the video they released is sort of detailing this nemesis system where enemies that you fight... Can so say I'm fighting this uh, w- whatever his name is. I'm fighting this orc, and then uh, I don't I don't kill him. He manages to escape. Well, he's going to remember me because I you know cut his arm off or whatever, and that's going to reflect how he kind of it's going to re- reflect how how the the kind of orc society develops Can in I a way up? that uh, yeah yeah yeah. Sorry, um, my sister just told me that she's going to come over with a couple friends. I'll mute my mic. Ooh. So that shit doesn't happen, but I'll stay. I'll try to stay within the conversation. But go ahead. Yeah, we'll when we'll I wrap st- it up in a couple minutes here too. So we got no emails. Uh we got a few. Okay, yeah. So just keep the show going. I'm still gonna yeah. be part of it. They're gonna be in and out, and yeah, hopefully quit. Anyways, so it, it it basically these enemies will remember you. So if I throw a guy through a fire or something, his face is gonna be all burned. He might get real scared. He's not gonna want to be on the front lines anymore. And now he's say a slave driver was the the example that happened in the video. And it's basically, what they're promising is that there won't be any canned enemies. Every enemy will be unique based on uh, the encounters they've had with you up until that point. So what about, I guess my question with that is, what about these massive battles? I mean, Lord of the Rings is known for having massive amounts of characters on screen. So they're saying each one of those is going to be a unique 
individual that you can alter how they react. That's yeah, that's pretty ambitious. It seems to me promising. Like if if it is people in that big battle, it'll be sure there will be a thousand units in that battle, but no matter which one you get into combat with and escapes or whatever, then the story will arc from that point. Right. Yeah, or or the way I sort of imagine it being is that really there will be uh there will be canned quote unquote enemies, there will be, but there will also be the special tier of enemies and those are the guys who will basically the named right. guys. They'll have names, those are the guys that will remember you, those are the guys that you can kill or um you kinda have decisions to make about them and, and yeah. It looks really good. That that game is shaping up to look like a pretty dope Lord of the Rings game. I think it's important yeah. to note, though, too, that the, this game was under a little bit of scrutiny from Ubisoft when they started showing it, like, wait a minute now, that looks awfully well, similar to our Assassin's Creed 2 engine. Yeah, I, I read, I, I saw a story about that, and actually, when I first saw this, I'm like, yeah, you know what, that looks a lot like Assassin's Creed, but now that you mention it, Matt, uh, the makers of Batman, did you say? Not not from the makers. It's from Monolith, not the makers of Batman, but oh. it looks very Batman. Yeah. yeah, and it's a WB game, and yeah, and I'm seeing a lot of Batman in it right now too. I yeah, the, the only thing that looks like Assassin's Creed is you climb buildings almost in the way that the Assassin. But really, how else do you put building climbing into games? Like, yeah. there's kind of one way to do it, and Assassin's Creed did it. So why not make it well, look, look like at, that? Well, look at like when he's he sitting on a perch, a... though. Look at like the way he's crouching down looks exactly like the way Ezio does it. And yeah, yeah but come on, how many time, how many different ways is there to crouch on a perch? Yeah, exactly. Like I don't. Like, if, this is look, the fucking thing we hate anything, about Americans. If anything, I'd say it's more like Dishonored. It looks more like Dishonored and Batman than it does Assassin's Creed. I think I don't think it's it's bad that it it pays homage to those games because what those games did was great. So to mm-hmm. incorporate them into another game is awesome. I'm just saying it's you you can't deny the resemblance. Yeah. But I I know they were like accused of using straight up just using code from Assassin's Creed. Was there ever did anything ever come of that? Uh, I haven't seen anything since I did read that story though. Ever prove it or was it just like a blind accusation? And it turns out that uh, they weren't. The games just kind of looked the same. How could they have pulled actual code from it though? without having all the source material. I'm not a game developer. I have no idea how any of that stuff works. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That, that video's out there. Check it out if you want. Uh, that, that game's shaping up, yeah, to look really good. Fuck do, yeah. Do we have any idea when it's coming out? Uh, they're saying 2014 sometime. I suspect that it's going to get pushed back to 2015 just because that's kind of how these things always seem to go. That's but. that's going to be next-gen, right? Or PS4 or Xbox One? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Looks good. good. Yeah. That's all the news I got. Anybody else got any other uh, stories I want to bring up? Um, nah. Not yeah, not, not, not a ton going on. Uh, we'll do some emails here. Podcast at com email address you want to write in. Alan writes in, says, uh, hey, Matt, Kev, Swag, and Eric, my name is Alan. And new paragraph. And I have just moved to the Netherlands to start a new job for eight months, and I couldn't bring my Xbox 360 or my PS3 because I had no room in my bags. I have my laptop for gaming. It's all right, but I would rather have a console as I got new games before I moved country. So I was wondering, should I buy a games console for the time that I'm here, or should I uh, pay to have one of my consoles posted to me with a few games from Ireland where my consoles are? Probably just be cheaper to... Ireland to the Netherlands, huh? It'd probably just be cheaper to ship it. I mean, you're probably going to pay 50, 60 bucks in shipping, but to buy a whole new console and a bunch of games, you're looking at like a $500 investment. 
Yeah, it it will for sure be cheaper to just ship yourself games. But I, if the question is, um, should you buy a Xbox One or a PS4 for your eight months in uh, Ireland? I can tell you from experience, not a lot going on with those consoles right now. Yeah. Really nothing to play. I'm assuming they use the same power. Because uh, I know if you take it like a console to Australia or Europe, they have different power conversions. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm sure they know how to deal with all that shit yeah. in Europe where it matters. Um, oh, maybe I should have talked about this in news a little bit. Uh, just a, a follow-up there. The PSN Plus uh, update for February. February... Is that live? Uh, no, but um, it's looking like Metro Last Light for the PS3, Dynasty Warriors next for the Vita, Mod Nation Racers Road Trip for the Vita, and Outlast for the PS4. That's for uh, Europe, but mm, there's nothing the same as America. There's nothing in North America. Well, Europe is getting uh, all that plus Bioshock Infinite, so they're guessing for America we will be getting Outlast, Last Light. And uh, probably something else, but there are some bad. there are some games coming off. So if you got PSM Plus and you haven't got these yet, uh, DMC is gone January 29th. Remember Me is gone January 29th. Sonic All Stars Racing Transformed for the Vita is gone on the 29th. No, Blaz- Sonic All Stars <laughs> Racing. Blaz Blue is gone on the 29th. Yeah. GTA Liberty City Stories is gone on the 29th. Don't Starve is gone on the fifth, and Resogun is gone on the fifth. So. Uh, Put those in your download queue. You don't have to have them on your machine. You can download them and cancel them, but just... I've been doing that with the PS4 games, too. Just go to the, the PSN store online and just down, put them in my download queue there. So that, Does that when work? I get a PS4. Yeah, you just go to the PlayStation store, you link your account, and then you can go to the online store and just find that game. Hmm. And it knows if you're PlayStation Plus, so you just purchase it online and puts it in your queue. Weird. That's cool. So, so if but you yeah. don't have a PS4 yet, you can still go onto the, the website and get your free PS4 games in case they get taken off. <sighs> Sorry to sidetrack from Alan's question, but um, just get your console shipped to you, man. Like, whoa. I mean, I guess that does take probably a couple weeks, but you know, you're there for eight months. You get Ireland to the Netherlands. I feel like they'd be that'd be pretty quick. I don't have a good sense of where like what that distance is or even where the Netherlands and Ireland are in relation to it's one another. It's really not so, even that, that far. But yeah. I mean, you got to go over a lot of pieces of water to make that trip, so it but could be pretty expensive. they have airplanes going every day. Do they? Have airplanes made it to Europe yet? I don't... Is I that think right? so. Hmm. I think Amelia Earhart made it once. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Amelia? Was that too edgy Amelia! for you or something? <laughs> Oh wait, that's yeah. Get him, uh, get him shipped. Get him, get him shipped to you. Mighty Ducks is the. Bomb. That's my advice. Uh, of, I have a question for you guys. Sure. So i I have a buddy who works for a, a company that sells technology to school districts, and he makes a ton of money doing it. And I just, in passing, one day made a comment to him, "Hey, if anything like that ever opens up, let me know." I got a call last Sunday from him saying, "Guess what? Something opened up." district or the regional vice president is flying in he wants to meet you blah 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 went through the whole interview process got all my questions answered it's really enticing makes a fuck ton of money but i don't know if i want to take it because it's a job just from talking to the people who do it that i don't think it would be one i'd be happy at so my question is it makes about three times as 
much as I make now, but I know I would not be happy doing it. How do you know this? Eric from Arizona writes in, wants to know uh, if he should quit his job and start a new job that he knows he'll hate. Let me interest you in the fact where you just said you will make three times as much as you make right now. Let me interest you in the fact that as a guy who makes less than $30,000 a year, I'm very happy with my job. See, and I'm kind of on the same side as Matt because I, I actually really enjoy my job. I love what I do. For the first time, I don't wake up and hate going to work. I actually look forward to it. Yeah, see, for me, that is worth more than making whatever the fuck I could be making if I stayed an electrician. Well, and what what was what kind of pushed me over the edge with is I actually went back and talked to my boss and said, "Look, I just I, you know I'm I'm getting courted by another company. You know, what's your what's your take on it here?" And he he let me know that you know there's there's a lot of room for growth here at the district that I'm at, and you know I could move up and make as much money there as I would be making at this other job. Uh, the other job is a sales position. It's after a year, it's purely thirty percent commission. Um, Ooh. 30%. 30% is... 30% is, is a lot. That is a lot. Trust me, I know of somebody that I work with, his wife works on 10% commission. Mm-hmm. Like, she makes $10 an hour plus 10% commission. But she works for one of the biggest food distributors in Canada. Mm-hmm. And she makes a shit ton of money. Oh, the the guy that I know, he's got a really well-established region and he said that last year he cleared a hundred and seventy five two hundred thousand dollars you're not going to start at that though with a sales the, job no, right the it's... first well the first position the first year it's a base of fifty thousand dollars plus five percent salary then after that they take away the base and they give you thirty percent and the district that i was applying for is the oldest most well-established district in the company this is a national company so um, so you are getting the absolute best job in the company handed to you on a silver platter, and you're like, here's, huh, maybe here's I should be thing. a douchebag and make well, no, no money you for guys the rest gotta, of my life. Hey, listen, look, listen. The, the, you got I a kid on the guy, way. Take the fucking job. I talked to the guy who does it, and he said this job can be very, very invasive on your personal life. You're, if you want to make that kind of money, you're going to be working 75 hours a week. And to me, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to be working 80 hours a week. It's sales jobs are you work they, as much as you want because the more you sell, the more you make. So if you if you have already made your money for the month and you are totally okay, you could just fucking I don't know what the specifics with that company are, but you could just not go to work. You're like ah, I got to I'm gonna stay home with the kid this week. I've yeah. already made my money. But that being said, you could not sell anything for three months and then suddenly you don't make any money. And there's that potential. I mean, the, my buddy said that he's got the freedom to do what he wants. He works from home, and he goes out and he schedules visits with these school districts and, and pretty much helps them with what they need for setups and, and introduces them to new styles of technology and stuff. And I'm just afraid that it's that they're, they're painting a rosy picture and that once you get in, it's going to be a lot of high-pressure sales. And Yeah, welcome to sales jobs. They are all high-pressure. And you see, I don't think I want that because ultimately that's not what I want in a career goal. But if you had, if you, if somebody came to you with a job that you know you would not like and said, "Here's your salary of this. Do you want to make three times as much, but you're going to hate the job?" I would, I would well, do it for at least a year. I was an electrician where I yeah. made much more money than I make now, and I said, "Fuck this! I hate it!" And I went to make no money. But yeah. that's the thing, though. Like, and I'm I doing make, fine now. I make more than enough right now that I can live a comfortable life. But if I was making three times as much money, 
fuck, I would deal with that job. I don't well, give a fuck. I mean, three times as much as I make right now is a rich. Kevin, how many hours life. a week do you work? I work forty hours a week. Imagine having a family with a kid on the way and saying, "All right, you work yeah. a lot as it is now. Now you have to double that." It's You're not. Yeah, it's not the, eighty the, hours in office. It's not when they tell it, you like, it's an eighty-hour work week. It's not. That means all that means is that you're getting like clients will phone you at dinner time. You're at home. You have to answer the phone and do something yeah. for your client. It doesn't mean that you are physically nose to the grindstone eighty hours a week. But think about it like this, Eric. You taking this job, assuming it works out, means that your wife never has to work another day in her life. Ever. That's true. It also means you're going to hate your life all if in you hate the job. Situations and yeah, like um, Kevin being like the bachelor that you are, this would be an awesome opportunity for you. I think but this yeah. is an awesome opportunity for anyone. Well, financially it is, but like even what Matt said, like I have me personally, I have the opportunity to be making a lot more money than I am in my field as an electrician, but I choose not to because I do not like the work. I do, I would not like to do industrial work. Up north in Fort McMurray, but and that's it's, the it's, thing, it's, though. It's travel, like the quality of life thing. The, the the travel aspect of getting a job like that in Canada is different. Eric wouldn't be traveling. Yes, he I would. would. Be in I'd be, yeah, yeah, he totally would. Be. I would be. Where, I would be covering all of the school districts and schools in in Phoenix proper. So Phoenix is 170 by. 20, you would city. never have to take oh, yeah, a five-hour bus yeah. drive to that's get to in work. City. That's yeah, nothing. That is that's in nothing. City. But that is at most one hour to an hour and a half here's the, driving. Here's the other, to to, here's the other part of the equation is that the, the position that I'm in now has the potential to work up to the district office director position, which makes about twice as much as I'm making now. And I could be in that position in a year or two and Maybe. still have the exact same schedule doing exactly what I want now. It's just making a ton more money. So is it for my qualm is do I hold out and hope I can work up to a position like that or take a job that I'm going to hate and make can you get five grand a year? Can like you get is, by with what you make now? Absolutely. Chrissy and I live an, an incredibly comfortable lifestyle. Well, then it doesn't – well, the kid's on the way. Remember, the kid's coming. Yeah. Assuming yeah. the kid is here, can you get by? You oh, absolutely. Then I don't know what – I don't even know why budget. you're considering this. Fuck that. If you can get by, fine. It's not about being rich. Especially if you have a chance to move up, why wouldn't but you no, stick with the job you enjoy now and then move up comfort. in your year, two years, three years? He's he's got a kid on the way. It's not about comfort. It's about he said providing he's, the best possible life for your kid. I would it's rather be around for my kid, though. I wouldn't want to be that type of dad who's gone all the time and just like, well, my dad is a paycheck that rolls in every two weeks. Yeah, but you, like, arguably the first years of your kid's life are the best years to not be there. But think about it. They're not a person. They're not an individual. You're not forming their belief system. No, but you're forming their intelligence. Years old. Like if My, you can sacrifice that time, I would say I would say sacrifice it. I mean, being someone who's not in your position, I would say go for it. I would say there's no reason to deny yourself a chance to grow. What if I, I what, what if I told you I could be just for a hypothetical situation? What if there's that possibility six months from now of moving up to a position that's making twice? But see, as much? that's the thing, though. You're taking possibility. I'm taking, and I'm giving you this right now. I haven't been offered the job yet. I'm still waiting to hear back. Oh well. If you get the job, take it. 
it isn't the job isn't more money guaranteed. The job is also, hey, if you're a good salesman, you'll make more money. Maybe Eric salesman. sucks ass yeah, at being that's a salesman. The thing, though, you have one year of a of a guaranteed salary to learn the job. And if then you what can't happens? Learn it though? in the year. Then then who's to say you can't go back to your old job and because they would fill the position? Yeah, yeah that's not usually that's how thing, that. Though. They're not. That's not usually how that works. Yeah, it's you not, would be hey, surprised. Look, I, you would be really surprised. I'm totally like this is another situation. I don't know how I, we fucking I'm, got here. This is another situation where I totally hear both both sides of the story, and I agree with both of you. But I am going to take Matt's side this time because a job that you do not hate and that you do not mind waking up to go to has a lot to say about itself. But that's yeah. the thing, though. You haven't tried the new job yet. You just are, are afraid because you think that's you might true hate too. it. Like, you're maybe not willing you might to end give up yourself the chance. That's true, too. What like, if it's... you go into this job and you are a better salesman than you could have possibly imagined yeah, and you love your true. job? That's where I'm stuck. I'm, I'm in this conundrum of, you know, I could probably do it because I like technology and I can talk to people. I can't sell people shit because if I think something's crap, I'm not going to sell it to them. But that's the thing, though. That is the best part. part, That is the best salesman you can possibly have is somebody who comes to you and says, this is crap, this is why, let me tell you about this one. Yeah. That is the best salesman you can have. I don't know. Volteri yeah. writes in. I don't know how we got to this serious life. Because I wrote in conversation. All oh, right, sorry. There <laughs> Eric you go. From Arizona wrote Thank, in. Uh, thanks, Come Eric on. from Arizona for writing in. I hope we uh, answered your question to uh, your satisfaction. You're welcome. Volteri writes in. Says. Um, this is Vicmies. I'm I'm editing a little bit here. I'm just trying to get the uh, the just summary of this email. Uh, no, I I we would get pulled off YouTube. I can't. <laughs> Uh, His emails are pretty. Vulgar. Okay, this this goes back. This goes back to last week when we were talking about. Uh, I didn't like fucking chat of ours. Yeah, this Vic goes back to last week. Playing save with Vicmies was the fucking funnest thing. Yeah, when we were talking about Metro twenty thirty three and how I couldn't get it in Russian with the subtitles. Uh, Volteri says, as a man who has spent his entire movie watching and game playing life reading subtitles, dubs are retarded and go completely against what art is all about. Also, okay, and then he makes a counterpoint to himself, I guess. Also, why in the world would Russians in the Russian metro system speak English with Russian accents? Yeah, catch you later, immersion. Er Eric, we don't need you here, it says also. I don't know what the question is really other than uh something about how eric goes on about immersion and then goes on a rant about how he doesn't like foreign vo with subtitles what do you have to say about that i don't i'm because i want to be able to enjoy it when did this come up this came up last week this was last week when i was saying i wish i could play metro 2033 in russian with english subtitles but i couldn't and then eric was like why would you want to read something yeah because yeah, basically. usually the English dub is fucking terrible. Yes, I've learned this from watching anime, and but even though down- y- when 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 I when I would watch like a non-subtitle thing, I'm like, awesome, I don't have to read subtitles. But the the the, the I don't know if it's the budget that constrains them, it, but like whatever they get to to get the English voice actors in and have them act out these things, because anime is terrible, terrible fucking dialogue. Let's put that. Yeah, out there. when it's when it's translated directly into English, yeah, 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 yeah. it's real but dumb. The thing so, is, is when you're reading the subtitle, you're going to be reading what the actor would have said. 
So you're you're hearing an actor say it. You just you're hearing the inflection in their voice. You're hearing the emotion. You just read the meaning of the see, words. I can see how that would work with certain games, but I think with shooters, where especially if it's if it's story driven, while well, there's a lot of action going on, when I'm playing a shooter, even with it like, like Halo. If I have subtitles that come on and I need to read it across the bottom as action's happening, fuck that story dump. I'm not getting it because I'm not going to read it. Am I the only person in the world who can watch a movie and read the subtitles? Like, when everyone, everyone complains, they're like, well, I gotta read the subtitles, I can't see what's going on. Like, am I the only person who can just scan the subtitles on the bottom of the screen and still look at the screen? Does everyone else literally press their face to the subtitle on the screen? I think it's because you read fast, man. Mm. I don't read as fast. And sometimes I'm reading it, and then I'm like, uh, I sort of, yeah, I sort of missed what just happened. No, it's really easy. I find it really easy to subtitles in games, subtitles in movies. Especially, like, like, maybe it's a little awkward for the first five minutes, but then you just get used to it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a big fan of subtitles. I would always rather hear something in its original... If it hasn't been specifically written and recorded in English, I'd much rather hear it in its native language with English subtitles. I have family members that I lived with who they will watch TV, American English TV, full volume with the the subtitles on as well. That's weird. Why do they do that? Yeah, that is super fucking weird. That grew up there, she's 18. She's been ingrained with that and that's the only way she'll watch tv now is with subtitles on have you asked them why they do that because they they started doing it because the speakers on their tv were real shitty yet they would still turn it up to try to still hear what it was saying and then still turn the subtitles on and it just is stuck and their kids grew up with it and it bothers the shit out of me i bet their kids uh excel at elementary school because they have grown up reading they're probably also deaf that's true Volteri also says, uh, hang on, there's a part two to this question. Um, Oh, great. (laughs) Well, no, okay, you go ahead. It's it's separated enough that, that, yeah, okay, what are you going to say? Do you play games with subtitles on? Uh, No, no, never. Well, only in the case of if it is in another language. And then they usually just force the subtitles so you understand. When when they're turned on, do you just leave them on, or do you actually? I turn them off. I fucking turn them off every time because I find myself. uh, I started doing it with action, obviously. Well, I started doing it with uh, Oblivion and like those types of games where you'd be talking to someone and they would have it, and I would read through it faster than they would say it, and then I would just click through it, click 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 click. And you don't get to enjoy the voice acting. Yeah, so I started turning. I started turning them off and then just listening to what they're saying. Yeah. I feel like though with the subtitles, I I comprehend the plot better because I'm I, I gain more out of reading than I do out of listening. So I can see the 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 benefit of both. Yeah, like I'll I if I read something, I will remember it. Whereas if I just hear it, uh, it like fucking especially with video games, I will like I'll go back and play something that I just played two months before and huge like I don't know if I have Alzheimer's, but huge <laughs> sections of this game will be like, did I? Not go through this part? Like, I don't remember this at all. This is weird. Yeah. Weird. So, uh, Volteri also says, What is your favorite alcoholic beverage, and why is it Jägermeister? <laughs> what? <laughs> kind of put us into a corner there. Tell it's me about Jägermeister, Kevin Byer. Jägermeister why is your favorite drink, Jägermeister? one of the most amazing drinks you can possibly drink. Uh, I remember being... Like, I want to say, like, 13. 
And it was Christmas morning, and every Christmas morning from that moment on, just every day after, was every shot every of day Jaeger. Shot of Jaeger, 11 a.m. And I'm like, Dad, I don't want to do a shot of Jaeger right now. And he's like, it'll put hair on your chest. And let me tell you about my chest. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's <laughs> fucking hair on that motherfucker. <laughs> Nice, yeah. That's why you got to watch the video version of this podcast. Cause... God damn. That's no, Jaeger puts hair on your chest. Absolutely. It is a man's drink. I have a hairier chest than even you, and I, I don't drink Jaeger. And that is not true. I remember being I bet about... it is. I bet it is. I got... We got time here. You can whip it out. We're just gonna go. We're gonna go chest yep, to chest. We're gonna see who's. Go. All right, all right, we'll all go. right. Give, all right. These, give these guys incentives yeah. to watch what, what, this. Look at this. Look at this Holy chest. Shit. Oh, that wins. that's Holy a fuzzy shit. buddy. You got nothing. You got. There's Kevin. Like this, this is the winner. Jesus. Yeah, this I'm, I'm conceding. <laughs> that's something else. You should see my back. I've got. <laughs> I have literally zero chest hair. None. <laughs> My it, actually, that's funny that I'm wearing the shirt. My chest hair uh, actually does sort of make a bat symbol. You shaved chest. it like <laughs> no, that. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> oh man, that's all the emails. Podcastmanatank.com. You want to write in an email? That's all the podcast that we got time for. That's a little... Watch, watch, watch the video version of this one because like the shirts literally came off. So Can I show? Can I show? I'm going to show them. Hey, whatever, man. That's, I took my shirt off. I just think it's a great time. That's a little bit of a bat symbol. See? Yeah. That does look like a bat symbol. Yeah, kind of. You, you got the bullet hole where the bullet went right through there, yeah. Yeah, that's my third nipple. That was a dark day. <laughs> dark day when Oliver got shot. Looks like a bat symbol. And I did not. I swear to God, I did not weird, that in. Fucking weird podcast. Oh, this, it, is, this is number one. Numero uno podcast, Mexicano. <laughs> Hey, you can follow me on Twitter if you guys want. I'm the Matt Eads. I'm OJ underscore A underscore, and it is fucking dumb. Ah, I kind of yeah, want to change super, it again. Super weak, dude. <laughs> I kind of want to change it again. I bet you could buy your old one back from that guy. I don't want my old one. He can have it, and somebody else can take this one, and I'm going to f- try to figure something out. Yeah. Change my name weekly, apparently. Bat Batman Harry Chest Guy at Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> you follow me at Dinner Dangles. I'm on the the Twitters. You know what well. we didn't talk about? What? Uh, the Last of Us Left Alone trailer. Hey, yeah, that deal. That time. DLC comes out next week. I'd rather just have all of us play it and talk about it than next week. No, that's it's right away. Uh, that I've... will be an impossibility for me to play because I yeah, have a. Game? Not bought the game and B deleted the game off my system. Well, yeah. that's fine. The real people will play it, and you can follow me at Honest Pizza if you want to see what my chest looks like. Look at either Matt or Kev's head, and that is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> so muscly, like you could you could grate a block of cheese on that thing, man. I literally have zero chest hair. <laughs> that's gonna do it for the show. Oh, uh, not not gonna be back next week. Enjoy your Super Bowl, everybody. Uh, yeah, we're taking we're taking a Super Bowl. Did you know that you, the Super Bowl is trademarked? Did you know that? That makes sense. As like a radio, as a, a Super Bowl, as a radio broadcaster, I cannot say Super Bowl on the air. Oh, really? 
I can what if also... you're talking about the Super Bowl? No, well, if I if I'm like, hey man, you want this soup or bowl? Like maybe I could. What if, what if you had a go to the Super Bowl contest? Uh, we are calling it the big game. Win the ultimate party for the big game, That's which really... technically is also trademarked, but we'll probably be okay. We have radio people down here say Super Bowl all the time. You can, as long as nobody calls you out on it, nothing's going to happen, and probably nobody will. Or you get expressed written consent from the Public Service Department of the the NFL and its affiliates. I feel like we're wandering down the whole YouTube content creation avenue again with rights and it's stupid yeah i don't know how we got here but anyways that's where we'll be uh next sunday watching you football you want to make bets on the super bowl i just uh, seahawks i want to make Manny. a bet are the seahawks Oliver, in it you want to bet of who's playing for one uh i don't know <laughs> seahawks and and broncos peyton colorado Manning. and seattle right yeah. all right i want to bet on peyton manning's team yes which one's that one the broncos peyton. oh broncos well for the sake of the conversation i'll go for seahawks then <laughs> All right. Good for the conversation. Are we betting anything? Because really, yeah. I can just... Uh, next week, the loser has to... be the week after next week. Uh, the bat yeah. symbol into their chest. After the Super Bowl, they have to, like, wax a bit of their chest. Oh. Like, on the, on the fucking... On, on the, the podcast. Oh. Are we, okay, hang on. Are we talking, like... <laughs> I let's don't get, know. Let's I get don't... the contractual <laughs> details out here, all right? I don't have that much interest in this game. You should take him up you on that. Because if, if you have to do you it, have it's... to wax your chest. That should no, be not, enough incentive. Not nearly as big of a deal for Oliver as it will be for Kevin. It's a well, lot I mean, more I'll hair just, to come off. I'll just I'll take order... like a piece of duct tape and then yeah. Well, I mean, I, that doesn't count. That no. doesn't count. That's no, not... you'd have to go to the store and purchase a I'm waxing not buying kit. fucking a wax strip. Yeah, a strip. One strip. One strip. I will bet you a pizza. You I will order you if oh. you win. I will order you pizza, and you can have it while we do this podcast next the the week after. That's kind of That's... interesting. Yeah, it'll show up during the. I like that. I like that. All right, order it right, at the start of the show, board. and it shows up during the show. Vice will, versa, though. I will vice versa this. Great. There you Cheers. go. Tune in in two weeks to find out the exciting conclusion. There now this, I got some. Now I got something riding on this fucking Super Bowl. I'm gonna this be stuck pizza at a Super bet party and just have some interest in it. I feel like Matt and I need to have a bet going then, too. You guys can do the, the wax do the chest. Thing. Fuck that. Alright, I'm in. <laughs> um, I, I, we're too far apart. What could we... We couldn't... I can't think of anything that we could do. We'll I don't know. We'll out. talk. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Transfer That's good for the show. for a pizza. PayPal me some money for a pizza. Go <laughs> you guys want to PayPal me? Light game. My PayPal, the Maddie's, feel free to send we'll me pizza online money. order them a pizza, each other. Uh, yeah, we'll look yeah. at it. That's it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see everybody here uh, in February on the next edition of Manitang Podcast.